Yo, 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 what's up, everybody? Hey, hey, hey. Hey, now I got sound. <laughs> New with sound. Now playing live on your home phone network. Wednesday night. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Let me get us live up here on Facebook, too. Yep, this is a night of celebration, so we're going to be a little loosey-goosey. Indeed. We got a little bit of goosey vodka. Oh, no, this is Chopin. This is better than Goosey. Oh, yeah, no, this is good vodka. I made to, made sure to spend the time. Like I told a friend of mine today, actually, he's like, you know how you keep yourself from drinking too much? You buy the good stuff. Because mm -hmm. every time you drink a glass, you realize how expensive it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. It's true. It's true. That cheap liquor give you hangover. Yeah, and well... They they say they can make potato or or excuse me vodka out of corn, but that's just moon or moonshine. I'm like yeah, it's corn vodka. I'm like no, it's just watered down moonshine, dude. I'm like if I want moonshine, I'm getting moonshine. If I want good vodka, it's good vodka. Right, right, right. Okay, let me make sure this is. Oh, that's the wrong title. Oh, we got wrong titles too. <laughs> that's all right. That's all right. This is the behind the scenes special for those who have shown up. That will see this. This is behind the scenes. This is what we do. We try to do it best all in one. You know, we show up early, but, you know, sometimes it doesn't happen when he has to do the typey type. I wish I could tell you what he's typing, but I uh, Reflections continued. Reflections continued. That's what we're yes, doing. yes. So what we're doing tonight is we're continuing on with what we did last week, which was talking about what we feel is the meaning crisis and how it feels to us, and then going over the first two episodes of John Verveke's Awakening from the Meaning Crisis, and we hope to get from 3 to 10. We may not, but, you know, that's the mystery. We're going to make it. We're going to make it. Uh, we're, we're some deep divers. We can do it, I believe. Ever optimist. I believe in us. I believe in humans. Yes, yes. Humans we, first. We are pro at skirting the precipice. It's what we do. We're the best thing that uh, Mother Earth ever came up with. So Flow state, baby. All day and day. If you're Michael Jordan, or Jet Li, or Bruce Lee, or one of those sorts. Or Michael Jackson. But we all can be. Robin Williams is in all of our hearts. That's why he spoke to us, right? Yeah, well, uh, like, yeah. Yeah. The things that hit That's us. That's all you have to the, say about the, Robin, though, man. Well, the things that hit us the most deep seem to be the things we that we hold in our hearts, for good or for bad, but still, you know. Yeah, I agree. What we hold in our hearts... I like that. It's going to be a song. We can do that, too. Yeah. We, can do that. yeah. yeah. we play music, guys. You yeah. should check out our bands. We got, actually, he's got multiple bands. Together, we're American Dharma yes. with our great friend Jesse Neal. And uh, DJ also has other musical projects ongoing he can tell you about. Yeah, there's uh, Imaginary Man. We're going to uh, be putting more stuff on our YouTube, which has kind of been just a defunct placeholder for a while. But Yeah, with we'll Keith. Yep, learning the new technology. It's like classic rock you've never Ethan heard Josh. before. And uh, then uh, there's a project that I did with a dear friend of mine, TV Dave, uh, called Greater Than One. You can find it on the interwebs at, uh, I think it's like either greaterthanone.com or greater than one band, and then one of the first hits you get off of Google. I'm not the tech guy. Sorry, I just show up and play bass or drums or whatever I'm playing. And then there's a band that's Infusion. That's only a treat that you can find if you're in the right place at the right time. Yeah. It's improv funk music. That's just, I call us the drunkles. 
we've gotten to the point where all the kids are old enough where we can play together again and you know just drink some beers hang out in the basement and some of the kids are old enough to come down and play play too and our drummer's kid eden man she's she's good man she can hold up with the saxophone oh yeah and in the future actually if i can uh locate like the actual hard discs like cds and such uh, we'll be able to feature them on breaks and other things because they don't hit the copyrights because you know some of this stuff we didn't do copyright wise because we're old school. Just letting it roll. Yeah, well, you know, if somebody steals my song, I'll just be more flattered than anything. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, oh my god, they stole my song! Oh boy. Hey, that's one way to handle it, right? That's a good way to handle it. Yeah, well, you know, music is for everybody, um, but you know. Yeah, you deserve to uh, make your ends off of it as well. Sure, that's a hard hard thing to think for but, musicians. You don't even try and keep that in your head too much. You just do it for the love of it, and you know that it's still a crapshoot. Frankly, for most of us, there's a lot of great musicians out there. Yeah, and frankly, Countless. when this when the music has been out for like ten years or so, anyway, might as well just get it out there. Well, true that, right? You know, yeah. To and share I, with the world, I'm not man. speaking for anybody else that I play music with, but me personally, music like, is for the world. I, I don't care. It's the one thing we all agree on that we don't need to survive, but we all act like we need. Like it's all incorporated into all of our lives. It moves all of us. It affects all. Well, of us. you don't even need to speak. We the all same, love it. You don't need to speak the same language either. So, like, it breaks down that divide. And it sounds mm-hmm. it's like you know, no matter what language the music is in, there's something. Isn't that interesting? That right? we can all pull to uh, pull ourselves yeah. into to yeah, get yeah. a internal view of it and actually you can you you can track the entirety of human development through music if you wanted to and through the instruments that have traveled around the world which is an interesting thing about that because like you know we think like you know bluegrass you think appalachias uh you know hillbillies and all that stuff but a lot of the runs and lines and even instruments you know come from indian like not uh, mm-hmm. like um, you know West Indian like Native American but like Indian Indian from India. Um, uh, a good example that I heard was that I am a man of constant sorrow with all the warbly stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's Indian quarter tone scaling that they're using for all those little warbles and all that feeling. Because that'd uh, be a fun song to cover. Oh God. <laughs> All right, we'll have to tell Jesse. I'm dapper I'm Dam. Hey, hey, it was three part harmony. I'm, I'm, I'm willing to. I'm willing to do it if you're Be willing some to fire. do it. Be some good Lord Jesus fire. Oh Lord Jesus, come burn my pants up, cause I am a man. Constant sorrow. Oh, okay, I don't know the lyrics yet, but I'm, I'm going to try this. I want to sing this song. <laughs> All right. All right. Stay tuned for that. Uh, that that'll be ep- episode fifty three of this uh, fifty part series. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. We're gonna track a couple extra episodes because we're doing reflections. We've gone through the first ten episodes of John Verveke's mm-hmm. Awakening from the Meaning Crisis lectures. For anybody new, why the heck are we into this series? Why are we even endeavoring to dive into this fifty lecture series that we didn't pay for? What? <laughs> I, I, what is the meaning crisis? I, well, I think ultimately, like as far as myself goes, and I won't speak for anybody else, but I think it it points to 
don't that, speak for anyone else but my, with yeah. your opinion on the awakening of the meaning crisis. I'm an anarchist. I can't speak for <laughs> anybody else. But I think it point this what this lecture series as well as what I think a lot of people are, are circling around is the thing that's at the core of most of the senseless, awful things that are happening that we can see that are happening. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like they're, they don't mean anything. It's just a meaningless violence or a meaningless happenstance that happens. And there's no purpose to it either. Mm. Is you know, it's like I, you know, me personally, I, I, I can feel a little bit better about something if, like, say, like if it's a traumatic thing, if there is a purpose behind it. Like, you know, like I don't like needles, but when I got to get Novocaine stuck into my jaw to get a tooth out, that needle going into my face, which is the most personal part of myself, make it has a purpose. It's to make it not hurt when they yank the tooth out, right? Hmm. But a lot of what's happening right now doesn't, you know, these, you know, whether it's painful, uncomfortable, or or whatnot, don't seem to have a purpose and don't have any meaning behind them. And I really, truly feel that... Painful things happening in the world. Yes, that because like we can handle the painful but if it has a meaning and has a purpose but there's no meaning or purpose a lot of this painful stuff that's happening or or it's it's hidden well we ourselves perhaps have lost a sense of meaning and purpose and grounding and a sense of belonging like people all these different groups and ideologies are fighting as you're growing up in this world Mm -hmm. you're gonna you feel like you have to choose a side at this point, because people are so entrenched in, into their tribes at this point. And perhaps one doesn't have to follow any one ideology. You know, we're going to inhabit different ideas and try different things out. But like you said in the last episode, not to be possessed by... We, we uh, all have... Yes, we all possess ideologies. Possess ideologies. But we shouldn't let our ide- ideologies possess us. Yeah, we don't have to yeah. let our ideologies yeah. possess us. Well, and that, like, and I've said, like bef- I've said before, you know, do you, do you use the tool or does the tool use you? Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. wh- whether that's like an actual tool or your ego or your ideology, it's like, yeah, you know, they're there to be used for something, and usually to like garner me- meaning and to as a to way to relate, grasp to reality with yeah. reality. Sure, just like yeah. our personages. Yeah, sure. The idea yeah. of a personality, a personage, even it's our, our, our cast image, it comes from yes, that. Yes, even Latin though it may, mask. yes, even though it may be a mask, it's a still cast is image, important. It's still, yeah. it's part of us, and who it's what we act through, but it's not who we are. Yeah, we are what acts through that. I am the person that I'm not even the person. I am what has the personality. I well, am what it, has feelings. And so, what is that? And that's an endless mystery. Actually, you find out it has a, a sense of beingness to it. It has awareness yeah. to it. But it has no features. It's just aware because it's what features occur to. And that's mm. that's sounds trippy and complex, but in the process of self-inquiry and meditation, yes, we yeah. can learn to attune to that sense of just the present moment, just right now. And mm. then all the sensory input that comes in, in, including thoughts, emotions, perceptions, ideas, conceptions, all of those things, conditioning that plays itself out, it all appears to our awareness to our present consciousness and that's what we actually are and that thing can be delved into and we find that it's endlessly deep quite peaceful and serene and it can be that sense of peace and serenity can be cultivated and what a beautiful thing 
and so that's the well that's the awakening side of the awakening from the meaning crisis mm. and as we talked about in our last episode and introducing this series to everybody we were referencing how verveki is describing a light and dark side of what he's seeing occur in the world right now and the light and the dark sides being there's a mindfulness revolution in the world right now of fascination and interest with uh, western countries and eastern mysticism mindfulness meditative practices contemplation stoicism well, it's, mysticism yeah it's, so it's like the merger between western libertarian or liberalism depending how you're using the words and then the the eastern mindfulness practices Interesting, are right. combining yeah. right now well yeah and our and neoplatonic influence mm-hmm. as well is coming through and merging with the east and well because like so the whole world's getting to know each other deeper and deeper and our ancient wisdom schools mm-hmm. are coming into collaboration with one another well anecdotally i'm also seeing like a resurgence of like traditional folk art or culture Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. that like so like musically or artistically that you would see and i'm seeing like you know i'm seeing stuff that you know if you know i look at and i'm like i can't tell where that's from and then you look at where it's from and you're like well you know like so like i've been seeing like like a lot of folk music from like the southern eastern portions of russia Mm -hmm. which are actually more muslim than they are european even though that's you know you still got the blonde haired blue eyed or black haired blue eyed you know in european effect right but people putting out their traditions into whatever this ethosphere of technology mm-hmm. and and mm-hmm. whether or not it's a way to just keep you know like keep it alive for fer- future generations or if it's a generative thing yes and i'm seeing multiple co- you know like all different kinds of cultures mm-hmm. from like Mongolian cultures to the deepest portions of the South American rainforest cultures and everything like coming out here mm-hmm. in full blast in an artistic way that hits you yeah. in a way that you don't necessarily understand. So you, mm-hmm. you have to take the time to go through it again mm-hmm. and then again and then again and then again and break it and then reform it and break it and reform it and break your own understanding and reform that and break that and reform it uh, if anything it's good it, well that breaking and the reforming process. process is something for vegas yes and, about, uh, that we've fully, learned about so yeah. far and, that humanity has been taking part in for thousands and thousands of years ever since the existence of the first shamans and medicine men yeah. that were inventing ways to alter their consciousness fasting sleep deprivation chanting dancing to exhaustion plant medicines rituals all different kinds of forms of meditation and breathing techniques and in doing so we were probably releasing endogenous amounts of dmt or ingesting it otherwise uh through plants and other substances as others as well um but that one i think mainly um because it exists in the human body already and you can bring that amount higher uh through breathing techniques and other methods but uh, regardless, that's another aside. I've done some yeah. talk on that on this podcast. But we were like talking about dive. that earlier. It's like, what is with that? Why yeah, is, it, why is, why that, is that thing in almost everything? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah that's a very intriguing subject. Yeah, we'll have to do a special episode on that. Sometime. Even if it is just simply a reward mechanism for... I mean, that can be gained like right here, right now, and within 10, 15 minutes by doing a breathing technique in a, mm-hmm. even a decent microdose amount. 
Well, even uh, even a really good conversation will pull you into it too. Well, it heightens it, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because we can have you know we can have these awakening experiences just in conversation. Like I don't know if you've well, we've had these conversations, so I'm sure you have. But I don't know if you guys have had a series of dialogos. Yeah, where you really feel like brought up and brought out, and I think like. The dialogus is amazing. There, there's there is something that happens when people are in conversation, um, and, and it's rare and it's very special. But there's something like almost a third something. So I if, like say there's two of us. There's an additional mm -hmm. thing that's like the collection of both of us that will start to talk through both of us, and we can almost yeah. like we're in the flow state, just like if you're in the mm -hmm. flow state. We're watching ourselves as it happens, and it's an intelligence greater yeah. than us. So, so I have both of our brains working together. So the human beings mm. actually have a capacity for working and thinking together that we haven't been accessing in mass for a, th a few thousand years. But Plato and Pythagoras and them were all so playing around with this. Could stuff. it be the collective consciousness? So we talk about the collective unconsciousness, mm -hmm. and you well, know, this is Jung's idea. But there's the Collective, the collective consciousness, consciousness. Yeah. and i've had they call it the logos when it comes through that's why so dia logos yes yeah um and because like the collective unconscious like the way i think of it is is like when it seems like everybody's got a headache on the same day and we're all kind of like going through a bum bum little mm -hmm. little undertow with things that would be the collective unconsciousness that's just riding through but then that thing when you're having a good conversation with a person or a alive. group of people yeah. and it seems to probe and it's then an extra, it's a go through level of awareness that everyone acts enact is enacted by and through everybody. Well, if we were to think of ourselves as like a locus in the sense mm -hmm. of like locus, like a, a thing that things pass like through. Loci, like yeah. multiple yeah. locuses. Yeah, yeah, loci. And then there's something else moving through and not to get mystical or anything. I think but loci, I don't know, man. I'm guessing. Uh, well, but yeah. well yeah, yeah, there's multiple. We're, we're openings through. for the same light to come through. Exactly. And what is that yes. same light? What is that same light? I don't know. Well, I don't know. You know? Yeah. yeah. The film Arrival, sci-fi movie that came out a few years back. So, so freaking good. good. So good. That is a great example of what is the logos. Well, you know, you, you won't get gain much understanding, but you'll get an idea. Mm. You'll at least get a presentation of that great mystery that yeah. logos entails. We'll let John Verbeke talk about that in future episodes. Yeah, and you know we're only ten episodes in too, so there's 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 a lot more, a lot more. To there's go. a lot more. Yeah, we have forty more episodes to go. So oh we're goodness, gonna be, we're going to be well, doing this for a few more months. We'll have some stuff to do in the future. Yeah. <laughs> I hope you're up for it. It's the proverbial uh, the socks sitting over the bathtub, you know, right. the dirty socks. So when you come home, you have something to do. So you That's will come to home <laughs> to clean your socks. There you like, go. Have you ever, like, at, at, I think that's like a film noir kind of thing where you got like the, the private eye, whatever. Oh, there you go. Okay. And, and, and you. he always has socks hanging from the shower, yeah, but they're right. dirty socks. So he has to, he has to make sure he survives so he can come home and clean his socks. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah, great. That's, yeah. that's a great little character <laughs> detail, right? But yeah, that's the, you know, it's like, I don't know. I don't know. Where are we going to go from here? Well, there's something there. So there's something to do. There is, there. There's places to go. And forgive me while I'm managing all this, but I threw out my back the other day, sitting. Oddly enough, that's what happens. Is yeah, age. 
Yeah, if you sit too much, then it messes you up. You turn the wrong way, you see a cat, and the next thing you know, you got a crick. <laughs> it's funny, actually. Uh, when I threw my back out, uh, a friend of mine, she was talking about her partner. She's like, yeah, he threw a back out just looking at the cuteness of the cat. It's like, look how cute he is. Oh, God. Uh, never so, looking again yeah so now whenever the cat's really cute he's like no she's like no no, no. don't do it it's no, too cute you're know. gonna throw your back out. i don't want to know <laughs> oh boy hey happy holidays guys yeah happy However thanksgiving you, everybody and even if you're by yourself hey is, happy another day being doing whatever you do yeah, yeah. there's but, a lot to be grateful for this is yeah. like the best holiday yeah not just because of the food either no no, it's it's all about just sharing gratitude and thanks. I like that. It's good vibes. Good isn't food, it, family. Isn't it funny as relaxation as humans we realize we need to create rituals to keep us like, hey, at this point in time we need to have like a, a time where we're thankful. And it's not just Thanksgiving either. Like feasting celebrations are all about being After thankful working about your ass things. Off all year and now you harvest finally and then you have a celebration. And yeah, and and, uh, and a lot of times they're in the middle of the like most hopeless dark Either, well, you're about you know. to go into the cold and the yeah, dark time. Yeah. Yeah. So Prior like... to electricity, this <laughs> world was dark. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I feel like that's missing for people, though. We've lo- Part of us losing a sense of the transcendent is just due to the amount of light pollution. Well, for sure. Like the first... You don't see the Milky Way. The first time I ever anymore, saw the Milky that Way. Ghost trail of the Milky Way. The first time I ever saw it was. That's was, awe inducing. I was. Yeah. Uh, it just induces a deep state of wonder every time you see it. You can't help but be cast in awe. I can tell and, you, most of our viewers and most of us and most people I know have never seen the Milky Way. Like, I went to Temecula, California and got to see the Milky Way at probably like 7,500 feet, which isn't much comparatively. But it was way more grand than it mm-hmm. ever really, really You've realized. Been out on the ocean, at the beach, you can get a glimpse of it. But you st- out in the mountains, away from civilization, you can get a glimpse of it. But Man, there's places just... on this planet you can still get that old primordial view. Well, if it wasn't for the Milky the Way, would we we have ever had this idea of like what are the heavens and what is this? And it helps us keep track of time, yeah. and it, you know, it's like even dung beetles orient themselves to where the Milky Way is in order to move their. We had to tell stories around. about things far bigger and greater than ourselves, and come up with ideas of the infinite and the omnipresent to account for this limitlessness. If you ever get the chance to travel into like big sky country in the middle of the night, do it. Do it. Sky it's, country. Yeah, yeah. Away from cities, and hopefully either really high up or really flat in a dry environment. Mm-hmm. But it's like. It's just something the else. Sky. Yeah. And I never saw anything like that Stop for the first look at 17 the world, years either. of my life. Any, anywhere. Was, I mean, you can do this in the middle of the city. Just yeah. find any tree, you know? Yeah, I do it with the tree, but I've been in the middle of the city. Like, I went to New York and Long I mean, Island. And when the sun went down, it just forest. felt like I was in a Petri dish. And I was like, I don't like it. <laughs> the Truman Show, baby. <laughs> oh, yeah. And squished down into, like, this two-dimensional existence. That was a good movie. Yeah, yeah. Cities, cities have their benefits. Yeah, yeah well, it's a great place yeah, to great for meet together for, and trade uh, and trade art and culture. Trade. Yeah, and, yeah, 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 yeah. Not for long term domestication and domestic living. I would have to say, my opinion. Well, we're learning to operate now as interconnected nodes that mm-hmm. can cast and stream and interact from anywhere. And but let's be like the slime mold. You yeah, everyone's so nodes. excited to jump into Zuck's metaverse. So we're all going to be hanging out. Nope. Not there. Yeah, no, apparently that's not working out either. Uh, it's yeah, not working out so no. well. It was giving Too people bad, bad migraines, Shame. and it just seems weird. And Well, sorry, Zuck, but 
no matter how much you say smoked meats, I'm still weirded out, and I don't I don't think you eat. I think you're like a robot. They say he's a lizard. I think Zuck's a robot. Yeah. 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 What is love? And not like, you know, I also think Lex Friedman is, or uh, is that his name, Lex Friedman? I think he's a robot too, but he really wants to know what love is. Because he always has what is love, what is feeling. (laughs) Why do humans feel? Yeah, yeah, Yeah. he's like, how do I feel that? What is this? (laughs) (laughs) Which is endearing. Let's let's pray for Zuck. Yeah, no, no. Let's be thankful that he he did take that really shitty initial version of what was it face whatever rate uh that became facebook mm-hmm. eventually and he made facebook and now it, people have a place i like myspace better but it's their facebook is he's mm, trying man he's trying well you know i don't know if he's evil and well no from I think it, he's like dick cheney in person <laughs> cheney even had the scowl man and i don't even we think, don't get enough evil people that are obvious about it i don't even like think dick cheney <laughs> was entirely evil because of his own self he went through some shit too so he must have, but uh, you know, when it comes to Zucket or anybody he was else, it's the like black egg and the dark venom poured out. Mm. No. Well, if I had man. to walk any of these people down, I'm the, actually humanitarian. Yeah, if I had to walk, easy to make fun of. If I had to walk anybody down the path to anywhere we're going or safety or whatever, whether it's Zuck or any of these other people that we would demonize, I would still make sure to the best of my abilities to get him down the path and where they yeah. needed to go. Yeah, now I feel bad for you making know. fun of Zuck. I'm sorry. Oh, no, I don't feel bad. I'm, I'm using, making fun of him all day. I'm using Facebook to live stream right now, bud. Yeah, well, sorry. you know, like, criticism say, you know, are we on Twitter, live stream on Twitter yet? Once we are, I'll start making fun of the Elon. I don't actually know the guy. <laughs> well, I that's really so that's the thing is, like, you can you can have criticisms about what's going on and what, you perceive yeah should we get on twitter i already have actual on twitter I did that i'm not a long sure time ago. but to to go on with this though is, but is, I don't stream that. is no matter who they are the even if they're the most evil if your task is to get them from one place to another in the most intact ability like say like yeah i don't know you're like a river guide and you're getting them down the river oh, i thought we we're talking but, spaceships for a second well even if it's spaceships too you know river craft or spaceships but like still like even if i if i had zuck in my boat and i was getting him down the river yeah. i would try really hard not to have him die oh, on my sure. boat no, on the river yeah. well i'm looking out for you, even bro. if i like him or not yeah i don't know if mm-hmm. i actually like him i just have a bad impression because facebook <laughs> it sucks uh, Everyone knows it. No, no one likes it, but we're all stuck on it. I watched. I watched. That took over. I watched too many hearings of him talking to Congress. To uh, I don't like the blatant line. Yeah, yeah. that's maybe part of the problem. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or the weaseling around things. Selling everybody's. Yeah. But hey, if you come back to humanity, dude. Their if you come back interests. to humanity, I'll take you down the creek. We'll go tubing. It'll be great. We'll stay hydrated. We'll have Let's beef jerky. We'll you know we'll, we'll be good, dude. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The hashtag yeah. take Zuck tubing. Let's do, let's do it. Get him off that. What is the what is what is the thing he likes to play on the sale? Oh, I don't Did even you see know the anyone? picture of him with the American uh, flag on his. Oh uh, yeah. And fr- frankly, he's probably got way better boats than I'll ever have. But I know the creeks around here. It's uh, oh, it's, it's the play. the board with the sail on it. Parasail. I think that's what it was. Oh oh the 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 windsurfing windsurfing. Thing? job yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm too lazy that for looks all cool that. man yeah that it does fun. look cool but i'm too lazy for he's all that he jazz he's on something he's on some kind of water machinery huh? being zuck and relating with and, american and people. i'll never hate on somebody for their success 
either. That's one thing. Like, I don't care how successful or not successful you are. I really don't care. I don't like that's not one of my judgments on your character. My judgments on your character is how you handle stressful situations and how real you can be. And even if you get super stressed out and freak out, if you're still a real person, that's fine because that's you under stress. So at least I know, right? Yeah. It's the unknown yeah, I, I can't it. deal with is if I don't know where you're coming from, like Bezos. I trust yeah, him way uh, less because like, I do not know where he's coming yeah, from no, at fa- all. Yeah. Facebook could just be Mark not knowing better. He seems like he's a really <laughs> smart guy that can yeah. easily just lack some common sense. Well, did he have any and meaning and he purpose could just be really behind? Autistic and have trouble relating. I mean, it's, it, that's awesome. That's fine. Um, Bezos, <laughs> I, 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 I just I don't know. I don't. I don't get it. So it's like, hey, no, let's not. Whatever. Let's, his, not, go, let's his, not get into him or Gates. Uh, his, <laughs> yeah, no. All I can say about Bezos is his rocket looked like a chode and looked like it would fly just as well as a chode would. And if you've ever seen the movie Orgasmo, you'd laugh at this. It's Orgasmo and Chota Boy. <laughs> I haven't seen it, but yeah. oh yeah, yeah, you gotta <laughs> watch that. That's a, that's a good one. Uh, back when humor used to be humor, you know, we could make fun of everything. Ron Jeremy was in it too. Oh yeah, I heard Dave Chappelle killed SNL though. Good, SNL should have been dead a long time ago. I'm I'm sorry. No, I think he killed it and brought it back to life. Turned it into the Chappelle show. So like pla- <laughs> planted seeds in it, you know, like when like a beast dies and the carrion birds. and love and be- making fun of ourselves that we can Stop. laugh at our differences and be endearing and love one another and celebrate our differences and not be so easily offended <laughs> by everything. Stop taking yourself so seriously because it's a lot more enjoyable if you don't. Because even if you can't laugh at anything else, you can still laugh at yourself. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? I laugh at myself most of the time. If you see me giggling to myself, I'm probably laughing at myself. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's good for you. Now, Chappelle is clearly a great and loving human being. And he is only calling out people that are being assholes. That's basically, you know, it doesn't matter what group you're a part of. If you're being an asshole. And- well, and even beyond being an asshole, because assholes do serve a purpose. But, like, being... Being a douche, okay. Being a douche because, like, douche. Yeah, because well, like, Blatant everybody needs douche. everybody needs like every group of people needs an asshole because when shit goes down, like, you need the asshole to be like, oh okay, hell no. Honest, honest but the, side of that is... the, yeah, the douche is the thing that just comes up in there and sprays a bunch of water up in there, thinking it's helping, but really, it's just making things worse. Just that's the douche. The place, yeah. yeah. And you ladies who have ever used a douche, you probably know because they're Whoa. actually not good for you. Yeah. Sorry about that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We didn't need to go there. Yeah. Well, <laughs> that's the difference between a douche and an asshole. Assholes are natural. Douches are not. That's okay. Yeah. Well, hey. Roundabout. I guess we're allowed to give, you know, feminine advice now, too, anyway. Well, it's not feminine advice. <laughs> Nowadays, it, it, it's just, it, you know, one's natural and... One is something that was made to fix a problem that may have not been a problem. Welcome to Earth, folks. Yeah, you know, we're figuring out as we go. We're doing our best. <laughs> this is I was gonna go into the Team America spiel, but I realized I can't I can't go on America. with that because of my kick. Yeah, you know, the whole uh, you know, uh, dicks and assholes oh, spiel dude, that's that I go. Genius. Yeah, I can't repeat that because you know, that's we will get in trouble genius. over that. I, l- I really liked the uh the rent musical. 
rendition of AIDS. 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 Yeah, it's like, oh God. And then the long and then the long breathing at the end where they're all going but they're puppets. I like the love scene where he like pokes her in the eye. He's professing his love. And that's the beauty of We need South Park. Yeah. We need we need the jesters in this world. Well, and also things that like to help us from becoming uptight assholes or douches. Well, so we or, can get offended and get yeah, over it. Because an uptight asshole it can, it's becomes almost, the douche. Becomes the douche, or is douchey. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's parallel. It's close to. Yeah. It's related. Well, yeah, and and I think like humor. Humor, humor should make humor should make you feel uncomfortable and slightly offended, and that's why you start laughing. Oftentimes, and then you continue yeah. to laugh because you realize true. actually that's right. No, that's yeah, true. That's you true. laugh because it's true. Yeah, you can't yeah, help it. It's yeah, yeah. involuntary. Yeah, <laughs> and even <laughs> if it's point. just one of those oh laughs, yeah. you know, when you well, hear it's one of the most ingenious devices that humans have come up with for dealing with difficult issues. Well, and at the comedy show, you kind of feel offended if you haven't been roasted. Mm-hmm. Or at least that's how it used because to be. Because it becomes endearing. It's yeah. a way of showing somebody that I care enough about who you actually are. To throw some shade on you. To, yeah. to yeah, be yeah, yeah. truly honest. Yeah. And you know that I love you. I don't yeah. mean this personally. And if you can actually throw it even back, then even personal. better. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, that's where it's like, you know, like, uh, what's his name? Andrew Schultz. What he does really good is like, you know. In my opinion, I think he's an expert on like almost all cultures because he can spot people in the crowd and tell exactly where the hell they're from, even if they're like from a, like a, an ethnicity of people that is not like something you should know. And he knows, and then he knows the ins on it. Like he knows enough about it to like rag on you about it, and then you're just like, "Damn, I feel included." Most people don't know. You know? Wait, how do you know? And fuck you. Uh, ah! <laughs> t- time it growing up in New York City, I think. Yeah, yeah, probably. Uh, most definitely. And also, like, comedians are watchers. The reason yes. why they're so funny is they're constantly yes. watching people. They're yes. constantly analyzing. and uh, and Writers plus doing, actors. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, and producers a lot. And particularly producers, nowadays, yeah. you know, the comedian. The best, Everybody's the producer now, man. Yeah, comedians are like, you know, what Andrew, it's like, yet again, not like, you know, like, you know, riding up on Andrew Saltz or nothing, but he decided to put out his last special like an episode out of time for free instead oh, right. of it being a pay-per-view thing like you know i was able to catch the whole special because there was you, know, you just put out a little bit out of time which is uh, great nice, it's just nice. like hey let's go instead of doing it the way After it was making before. all the money and well regardless of uh, no, he didn't sell it to anybody no he, he had it was going to be on one of the major Yep. You know, Amazon or HBO or... Yeah, and if I'm getting this right, like, there was something where he kind of had to say no to some stuff. I may be getting it wrong, but... There was something they wanted him to take out, and he was like, no. Yeah, yeah. I'm not doing that. Which, awesome, you know. Uh, so be- he released it on his own. And it's authentic. Made bank. Yep. And yep. now everyone regrets all of those corporations. All the comedians are starting to go on their own. Do their own thing, become independent. Well, so are the artists, like and the, the, artists. the musical artists. Yeah, as we're well used to not making money artists. anyway, man. Yeah, right. You know, we do this for the world, baby. We're making more money if we do it for ourselves, and then instead of signing on to some big thing, yeah. Yeah. artists do it because you get to dance and play, and at the edge of culture, and you get to help inspire and. You know, well, you, you get, get to, to fulfill. You get your, to reflect. You get to fulfill your purpose as an artist. Us. Well, that's 
artist helps show you're driven what as is an apparent. Can help it. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Because like you know like the best artists don't you know drill the message down down your throat. They show you what's apparent mm-hmm. and let you come to your own conclusions. Oh yeah. Whether yeah. it's you know visual art with paint or like whether that. it's musical or you get poetry. To do that. Yeah. Yeah. With everything you get to still draw your own conclusions. Mm-hmm. Plus, there's this yeah. thread that the artist shares. That, yes. That informs it, of course. I like Terence McKenna's quote: "The artist's artist's task is to save the soul of mankind. Anything less is a dithering while Rome burns." To give you the short, condensed version, but it's a, it's a very cool quote. Yeah. I like I like it. We're, that's what we're continually doing. We are hoping to awaken. We're well. We're doing it. We're awakening. We. We, we, we. We're just inviting into it, yeah. Yeah. Well, we're all we're all participating we're, we're here to in draw this awakening. Very attractive doors or vehicles to help drive. Well, and sometimes it's not even that attractive. Process. It just yeah. it like sometimes it just beats you over the head with this is working, this is working, this is working. I know it makes you feel uncomfortable, but you got to look at this because this works. Like that's how I come to terms with things. Is like. I'm stubborn. I'm like, no, 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 until it keeps beating me in the freaking head. And then it's just like, oh, okay, actually, yes, no, that works a lot better than what I was holding on to thinking worked. And, it, you know, so like, even if it's not that art informs us, inspires yeah. us, it gives us new horizons, mm-hmm. it helps us stretch our thinking and imagination out. And, and that, we all love it. Yeah. I'm thankful for all the artists that have helped. Even the bad artists. Yeah. So I'm thankful that for that. Mold too. who I am and help mold the world. And, I don't know if mold's the right word, but help guide or well, I'd say mold is mold is, is partially mold is pretty good though because there's 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 different stages to molding. You know, there's ar- the armature work to put the mold onto. There's like if you're working with clay, there's the slumping aspect. Then there's you know the you know the aspect of in order to create a mold of something, there's so much things that have to go on. We are literally molding reality, right? And I don't mean this in a postmodernistic sense of like, you know, oh, well, what is real is what we decide what is real. It's like, no, but we are molding we reality. We are our society. Every individual is what makes well, society. And also, so we're constantly, we are what informs and creates culture, each mm-hmm. of us. The artists are the ones that realize, become self-aware of that, and they are creatively compelled to share. They can't help it. There's just a love of sharing mm-hmm. yeah. that comes through the artist. Well, and and we also like beyond culture, like even physically, like you know, the artists that do it in the physical world are your engineers and your architects mm-hmm. that can make great dams mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. large buildings and and all these other things like that. We are literally molding our universe to our perception, and that's a lot of responsibility too. Because if we mold it in the wrong way. You know, that's that's where we're at yeah. right now is like yeah. we're on the precipice. high level, man. Some of these ancient cathedrals or uh, mm. IAD, Dulles International Airport, it's freaking beautiful. Yeah. You know, there's amazing constructions and that's a well, even the collection hum- of a lot of different. The humble beaver skill sets can yeah. create an ecosystem, but can also destroy an ecosystem just because of its architectural dam. Humans do the same thing, but maximized, and we're mm-hmm. able to get off the planet mm-hmm. and do it too. I like Daniel Schmachtenberger's idea of human beings being like a caterpillar that's in the midst of its phase shift mm-hmm. yes. before it becomes yes. a butterfly, so yes. it's in the cocoon, and it's dissolving. Well, prior into... to doing that, it's eaten up 
everything around it in its local environment. Mm, yeah, I, rem- you know? yeah, <laughs> like I, rem- I remember that one, yeah. Just destroying and eating up everything. And then it goes into hibernation. If you see this thing before it becomes a butterfly, you think and it's then it a becomes pest. a super pollinator. Yeah, afterwards. And it, and it yeah. actually is make it's actually instrumental to the progress of that local biosphere. Yet you would think that it's a decimator, well, that's yeah, a destroyer, that it's a every pest. time the caterpillar comes, it, it yeah, eats it all the leaves on the tree, but then afterwards is in a yeah. phase shift right now. And the phase shift is yes. the point in the cocoon yes. to where you can either stay in any longer or you're going to die like a baby in the womb or in the egg. Yeah. Um, if you come out too soon, you're going to die. If you stay in too long, you're going to die. So you're, when you're at the phase shift, you're at a point where you got to crack the egg and mm-hmm. come out. And that's where humanity is at. And it, Theor- almost, you know, it almost seems like we are doing theoretically. it. We are doing it in the way that the tardigrade does. And what the tardigrade, the, 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 so the, what do they call Tardigrade. It? Um, the, the sand bear, the water bear. Yeah. The water bear. They can survive in space. So what the tardigrade does to reproduce is when it's ready to, when the female tardigrade, or however they're, I think it's female because she's producing eggs. So the female tardigrade, when she's ready to produce eggs, she sheds her skin and leaves the eggs in her outline to then develop and figure out and then they have to figure out the hole to get out of the outline whoa so that's uh, i think that's kind of what we're doing as humanity too is we've been leaving this outline and then layering our eggs in it and then we're fighting to get out but like there's only one place to get out are we trying to find the butthole of the tardigrade to crawl it's, out of? It, it, i think it it's the actually the face the face uh, okay, the, the way it sheds yes but yes yeah. yeah but like or the mouth i, I thought the symbology that. though of the potential of multiple things growing out of the shell of the previous. Mm. And then it has to probe every limit of that shell to then find where it can get out of the limits. And I think we're kind of there where we're probing every limit of our understanding as humans, as we are now with all the knowledge we know. Like a baby with a bunch of, super powerful weapons yeah just like dropping and <laughs> heavily armed and baby physics out of, of everything around it and what happens if i smack this against my head oh, what happens I, if i throw this at the adult in the next room what happens if sir you're saying we should this thing against the table make a t-shirt with like a baby with like a 50 cal machine gun and one of them like german grenades just like it's yeah. analogy that it's been used it could make some good memes and t-shirts yeah. i like it yeah. And then people are like, why would you have that? And it's like, wow. oh, there's okay. a deeper meaning. Yeah, we so- should get into this. <laughs> yes. It's, we're 42 minutes in. Uh, good. Perfect timing. We've got eight episodes to go through, I think. Yeah. Three, four, five, six, seven, and um, ten. And we should do a shout out for the beautiful individual who decided to do very coherent notes that uh, are going to help us through this. Mark uh, Mulvey. Mark It's going to help us today. Yes. You Thank can check you, Mark. out Mark Mulvey. Let me show you. Mucho appreciated. Yeah, Mucho appreciado. Uh, you, Mark Mulvey, for creating this. Check out Mark Mulvey's medium, markmulvey.medium.com. Uh, he did uh, summaries and notes of uh, each episode of The Awakening, Awakening of the Meaning Crisis, uh, at least for most of the series. And so that's going to be a helpful framework for us. I can see the word framework. I'm borrowing it as we speak. Yeah, yeah. It's funny how that gets in there. Yeah. yeah. You like the, I like that human brain processing power. That was actually like on point, man. It's very intuitive how yeah. it does that. Intuitive. Okay. Happy Thanksgiving, guys. Pumpkin Happy pie. That's what's on my mind. Anyways, yeah, we're going to get into the continuous cosmos. 
That was episode three of uh, Awakening from the Meaning Crisis. Continuous Cosmos. Was that the whole title? Let's see. For and modern, no, no, yeah, and modern world grammar. Ah, uh, yeah, that's okay. Yep. Yes, yeah, so this is when we start to get into uh, the language aspect of our psychotechnologies mm-hmm. and the start of Myths, starting to write stuff down, more on great stories. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So let's kind of let's let's roll through this here, and uh, you guys can roll along with us. Let's see. We're gonna have to we have to pace ourselves now. We're gonna have to behave and not talk about Mark Zuckerberg and Jeff Bezos. And but it was such all things. part of this meaning crisis. They're having the same crisis as they we are. are. Oh, we're all part of it. That's right. We're all one. I'm making fun of myself if I make fun of Zuck. Yeah, frankly, I am too. <laughs> it's what we're really doing. Yeah, man. it's the truth. Oh, uh, yeah, it's what we do, guys. V- very virtuous of you. It wasn't virtuous of me at all. Well, to realize, yeah, well, I knew it as I said it. Too, well, and I was to like, realize, this is not my normal style, man. But I'm drinking the vodka and I'm loose. And well, to realize that you're making fun of yourself when you're making fun of somebody else. We got it. It's quite virtuous, theoretically. I think. Anyways, yeah, let's dive in because Mark's got some great notes. We got our own notes here, and we're going to share our thoughts from these episodes we've gone through thus far. If you guys find this interesting, please do check out John Verveke's Awakening from the Meaning Crisis. It's a life-changing uh, series of lectures that is ultra-relevant to our time. And it's each episode, I feel the weight of this world lifting. And I feel a little bit lighter and brighter and a little bit more hopeful that at least there's a direction. There's a way to respond. Whether or not we make it or not is aside from the point. It's going to be the the joy of the journey well it's nice to know that we're not just like circling and circling in a death spiral like, no there's a reason all know, this is happening there's, yeah there's a reason to the circling and it's not just like yeah. how ants- and unwinding the knots that we've kind of gotten ourselves wrapped up in yeah. you can feel the relaxation in your own psyche as you begin to understand how you tick and why and how other people are ticking and there's less blame and anger and resentment and, that, and all that's personal offense side of things starts to relax away and you start to see oh this is just part of the process though we're the, in the midst of the story we're not perfect angels here we're not done evolving the emotions do get deeper though as yeah you but do it's this. exciting we get to help yeah. write the story and we're all yeah. co-creators in this shared reality and so you know take take heart um there's there's something beautiful here and we're very privileged to share it with you on this thanksgiving eve so episode three Continuous Cosmos, John Verbeke, shares with us how our increased awareness of our personal responsibility for the violence in the world, rather than it being some like God that's causing the storm or the death or this or that, we realize we have a personal responsibility for how things play out. We become intensely more and more self-reflective, um, and as well as how to transform our minds and hearts in a way to alleviate suffering. We start to develop mindfulness techniques and rituals for interacting. Uh, so here in Mark's notes, the mythological framework created by people starts to change. The myths they use to frame their world, their sense of reality. Myth, not in the modern sense of a falsehood that is widely believed, but rather symbolic stories about perennial patterns that are always with us. So prevailing truths that, can, that persist over time. Creation of a of myth is an attempt to take an intuitive implicitly learned patterns and put them in some form that is shareable over a long term and so that's what we've done with our myths and stories 
Yeah, and, that, and with our grammar as well. Like mm-hmm. so, like every little word we use is a uh, a, a metaphor for something else. Yes, every word we use is a metaphor. So little myths yeah. that bring that, every is that a metaphor combine for many things. Yeah, 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 that combine Words to make bigger myths that make bigger myths. Yeah. And tree is a metaphor for an actual thing that is very mm-hmm. deeply and infinitely complex. And it could be the tree, or it could mm-hmm. be a knowledge tree, or a framework mm-hmm. tree, or right, a, you yeah, know, like yeah, 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 yeah. It just yeah. goes deeper and deeper and deeper. So everything is uh, is metaphor. That's an important point. And then, then the sense of a continuous cosmos. That we were one with everything. So coined by Charles Taylor, this idea, continuous cosmos, that humans experience themselves in radical continuity, a sense of connectedness. People feel there's a deep connection between the natural world and the cultural world and the world of the gods. This allows for notions of talking animals or humans that are divine, etc. Pharaohs in ancient Egypt, god kings, for instance. Differences between things are a matter of degree, not kind. These were not metaphors. That's a really interesting concept. So it's a matter of degree, not of kind. Hmm. So to go back to cosmos real quick, mm-hmm. um, when we cosmos, when we yeah. use the term cosmos, um, and Verveke was pretty clear on how he's using it. It's it's kind of like the the apparent unveiling beauty. Mm-hmm. of the the structure of the universe yes, opposed yes. opposed to, uh, no i don't want to say opposed but like that that's yeah as as opposed to the idea of universe yeah this yeah just yeah for all the stars and everything yeah but the cosmos is the beauty of how all of it is together and how it's structured together mm-hmm. and how mm-hmm. it avail itself like cosmetology like the you know putting the makeup on your eyes uh, to, yes to yes. make the the the, the to enhance the beauty the that universe. is already there yeah, yes yeah yes, it's almost like the spirit of the universe the expression of something to express yeah. the spirit to highlight the inner beauty of somebody so when we're using this term cosmos that's mm-hmm. like keep that in mind of of the beauty of yes a radical continuity between the natural world and the cultural world and the gods so each of the god kings yeah, gods are more powerful, more glorious, shining with power. The Greek gods were like that. Okay, I'm looking at my notes here and coming back. Differences come down to the amount of power things have. Gods have more power than humans, but otherwise all part of the same thing. This mm-hmm. is also why you see morally flawed gods in Greek mm-hmm. myth, yes. for example. Still glorious and powerful, though. Glorious in the sense that they're shining bright and bright and, and large and, yeah. and apparent. Yeah. That's what the term glory actually means. Yes. Okay, so it's, a con- it's continuous in another way. It moves in cycles that repeat through time for eternity. This continuous cycle is the power of creation which humans try to tap into. There's a constant nostalgia for getting back to the harmony of these fundamental cycles. And go on. In the axial age, this way of looking at things is largely shattered. A new worldview comes into play. Ah, uh, yes. So, when was the axial age? I had that in my notes. Somewhere. Um, the axial age in the West was the Greek axial age, and yes. the axial age in the East would be the Buddhist. Um, so during the axial age in the West, pre Rome, yeah. Ago. So this is the Grecian era where, um, what was I it? Um, Socrates. Yeah, Socrates was mm-hmm. questioning the morality of the gods. If the gods were amoral, then 
um so the gods at that point in time they were just bigger better brighter than humans were but they were still you know uh you know zeus he was going around and turning into a goose and impregnating ladies and creating hercules and doing all that stuff and you know like the gods still had their baser what we call human instincts and behaviors yes and i guess it was if i'm if i'm getting it right it was socrates socrates before plato so socrates who is questioning well you know if if these gods are morally limited as humans are well, I, I, okay, it wasn't an if these gods. It was the gods of his time and the way he's seeing them are limited by the morality and they're still just as amoral as humans are. But what would be a higher moral gods or god concept that were higher instead of just being bigger and brighter and better than humans but morally superior and higher in that sense? So they called him a atheist and not no gods but strange gods he was worshiping gods, yeah. strange gods that were higher attributes. yes yes giving yes, them moral attributes moral there we go yeah. yes yeah. yeah so holding to almost, give us something to to grow towards yes an idea of something to grow towards so we had this new arena of opportunities before us and so like interestingly it was brilliant it and but it was so offensive to people because then they're going to have to improve. Like we have to be more self-honest. Well, at that point, yeah, that's how you'll create a better culture. Well, at that point, trying to tell us, we learned that we were 500 to 300 BCE mm, yes. was the axial age. Yes. Um, so at that point, we were we realized that like your person, like what you do in life has an effect on your life. Mm-hmm. So there's personal responsibilities. Yes, yes, yes. But it was from the perspective of being punished it was just cause and effect I, at first well well like so say the gods would punish you for well, not being in line cosmos. yeah yeah and then there's the praising of things and then the praising and punishing so like you would go to temple you would i don't know say give your coins off to this thing you would live a pious life but then if you stepped outside of that life you would be punished for it hmm. so you'd be either praised or punished i think what socrates was kind of looking at it's like look it's not a praised or punishment kind of thing there's a higher moral level Mm. that isn't praising or punishing you but it exists there and if you exist below it you will never be able to move up past you'll never be in communion with it so like it was it was almost expanding the ceiling of what god possible gods or god would be humans and gods and everything yeah Yeah. and and as we were getting wiser more self-reflective and expansive in our thinking Mm -hmm. we started to develop the first telescopes and things like that. yeah we started really looking can we look at god yeah Yeah. well but no (laughs) and this was when the first kind of scientific thinking started to form we were looking for those cause and effect relationships and things and it wasn't entirely perfect and i think it was a little bit before socrates because like thaleus and the But like first mathematicians, Pythagoras. But really trying to figure out like, you know, what works and what doesn't and what is replicatable, even though it's not completely perfect, it still really worked for that point in time. And we're still here. We think we're perfect with all our scientific knowledge. No, it just works for us the way we are. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But we st- it still can explain what is the universe and why yeah. is the universe. And, and I hope that never stops. How it begin for sure I, at all. I, because... I, I like that idea of just yeah. constantly ever out of reach of your <laughs> right. understanding. I think it's most likely going to be until the end of the story for us. Until yeah. we are just... No, no, no. End of story. No, of no end. <laughs> just spirit or something yeah. at that point. Yeah, yeah. God knows. Just that the p- pinnacle cycling back. Yeah. Right. So... Uh, 
It's continuous in another way, moves in cycles that repeat through time for eternity. Yeah. This continuous cycle is the power of creation, which humans try to tap into. There's a mm. constant nostalgia for getting back to the harmony of these fundamental cycles. In the actual age, the way of looking at things is largely shattered. A new worldview comes into play, the great disembedding. It's replaced by a mythology of two words, everyday world of the untrained mind, self-deception, illusion, violence, chaos, out of touch with reality, and the real world, how the trained mind sees the world. The sense of how things really are with reduced suffering and violence because the mind is not out of touch with reality. This is what comes into play when, when the rational human being mm. starts to come into the fore. Is it, so our psychotechnologies of language and counting and money and arithmetic, um, more phonetic and writable, easily writable and replicatable languages, that, that helped us become more self-reflective. We saw, started to become more sophisticated in our thinking it's really and it's really interesting too that like as we're we developed the progressing rational, yeah. through this it's like it, it seems like the rational seems to be what's good and what benefits us and then when it becomes like irrational and chaotic mm -hmm. that's the that's not to bring it back to our previous understandings of how things were but the punishment end so no longer is it being praised or punished but but what is rational and what is irrational you know, so now, like at this point that we're discussing, we're figuring out, trying to figure out what is rational and going through steps to create these psychotechnologies to help us become more rational, you know, through language, uh, uh, nu numeracy, so the money and all. So, what is rational? What is real? What is understandable? What is coherent? Mm -hmm. And then, what is not coherent? What is this not was real? This is helpful for us yeah. breaking things down, understanding, and learning how to build, mm -hmm. rationing. Yeah, you know, breaking things into pieces. Yes, and thinking rational. about time. That yeah, yeah. And but it was also it also separated us from the continuous cosmos slowly. Sure. Didn't it? Yeah, I could. Uh, yeah, I could yeah. see that. Well, well, if you're always planning for tomorrow, are you really here today? Mm -hmm. And that's a battle too. Is like be in the moment or and we're having to learn how to. So yeah. So the the uh, what, what do you call it? Anyways, um, Socrates, Plato, Aristotle were lineage there's the word mm, i was looking yes. for lineage is like that they were trying to figure out how do we balance as human beings yeah. how do we live in the yeah. left and the right brain at what once basically. yeah yeah you know, yeah yeah the creative and the rational yeah. inside chaos and order at once and you know it's basically what the Taoists were representing in the yin yang how can you be that squiggly line in the circle that encompasses the two mm -hmm. of the yin and the yang the two uh, interrelating opposites that make yeah. life in the universe and existence possible. I was going to bring up a point, but I think they I think we cover this point in the next episode, so I'll yeah. hold off on it. Yeah, uh, yeah, let's, let's yeah, it all ties together. Ourselves. That's that's we the, must pace ourselves. We're still in episode three here, so hey, we're if, just going. If it takes a turn to be, it's worth it. <laughs> it's worth it, though. Yeah, this it. is this is the best stuff. I'm, I I love to engage in in this subject matter because, hey, we're at least looking at the thing now. At, you know. at the end of the day, in the beginning of the day, I feel better for it. Yeah. So. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know. So the actual, actual age, this way of looking at things is shattered. Mm. So tapping into the real, real world is a type of wisdom captured in our word prudence. To know how to fit into the power structures of society, how to make things work for you, to get the most power and prosperity you can, Mark Zuckerberg, wanting to be you. in touch with reality. 
It's one of our most powerful drives. That makes sense, though. That yeah. makes sense. We want to be in touch with well, reality. That's one way of doing it. The, the to coherence of reality to have a grasp on it. Yes, yeah. yes, to feel safe. So that's why you have people that over-obsess and become heightened versions of this that are hoarding or excessively greedy and have enough money for 10,000 lifetimes. The fixation. They're not doing any philanthropy with their fixating or... on that end of things and that's like later on in the, in the episodes we get onto when you're in the scaling up too far mm-hmm. and looking at the gestalt of everything the downfall is the fixation on things mm. that's what you know like when you get to a certain point and you're just like well I need more money okay yeah. well money's not a thing well <laughs> I need more this or that or the other and you're fixating on something that doesn't actually bring you into congruence with real because like like what verveki we want to be in congruence with real had, we don't like fat cats yeah. buying off our politicians left or right yeah. of the spectrum right and and you know verveki made this point a few times is you know we're not actually in one world and then another world mm-hmm. but it's still useful to think about it's like well there's the world as it is and then there's the world as we would have it sure well, so it's trying to merge that. the two. So the world that I would have it, I, I uh, feel yes, the draw to make sure our, the world I would have it is actually into as reality. It is. Yeah, yes. the act of creation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah the act of creating. Name of the game. Name of the game. Or the game of the name. Yes. So how the train mind sees the okay, tapping into the real world. Did I? I just read that. The old shamanic enacted myth of soul flight mm. is being exacted into this sense of, in, of mm-hmm. self-transcendence. Wisdom now means knowing how to make that transformative leap. Meaning isn't about unified connectedness anymore, but rather a connection to the real world as opposed to detrimental connectedness to a meaningless world. Yes, yes. Wow. Yes. Well, that's... Well stated there. Mark, jeez, man. Yeah, man. And Thank that, you, dude. That's that's, that's that's the world is better than my notes here, as man. it is, or as we <laughs> would have it. Yeah. So the merge, the, the really getting both of those in together, whereas the world as we have it is as close as to as it is as possible. Yes. Without destroying yes. what it actually is, so we can have it. Because like wisdom is knowing how to make that leap. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. The connect meaning connectedness to real versus illusory world. The notion of yourself is changing too, defined mm-hmm. more by how you can self-transcend, how you can grow as a person. We're becoming process-oriented. This has become pervasive in our modern self-understanding. We know that we're transformative. We don't like to be around people who aren't growing, growing mm-hmm. up, being more in touch with themselves, maturing in some way, shape, or form, expressing themselves honestly, authentic, authentically. Well, yeah, the, the the repulsion, like, well, I won't say repulsion, but it's like, you know, outgrowing your group of friends. That's so cool. You can being, see when someone's you know, selling their themselves short. It's like we have this potential yeah. to see the better in everybody. And you're like, that person's capable of a lot more than they're doing. That's yeah. actually a compliment. Yeah. That you're not there is a sense of feeling of disappointment. And that's actually a beautiful thing there's room to grow for all of us mm-hmm. and you can see it in everyone yes in fact like who out there besides people like you know i love to use the robin williams example of someone mm-hmm. that just lived absolutely full out life mm-hmm. and gave their all to everybody around them um there's a lot of room between all of us and people like that yeah. those people are very special yeah. and very rare 
we remember them for thousands of years sometimes because they were that there and present for us. And so none of us have to be that, but we all can aspire to. Well, we, there's that infinite room for us to grow is like, that's heartening. That's comforting to me. You yeah, know, and we're not, there's no cap. Yeah. We're not, it's po- just room. we're not points on a Cartesian graph. Mm. We are a schema. We're constantly mm. moving in directions. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and, we're not and moving towards something. Yeah. So what, you know, here's, what are we moving towards? Yes, yes, we get to exactly. Aim. You, what what we are we moving towards? Yeah, and we we're, get to relate in that process, that process of co-creation. And if we mess it up, we have to take responsibility yes. for messing it up too. That's the other thing. You That's know, the universal like, game. Yep, you're not always right, and you're not always That's wrong, great, and you're never ever completely right yeah. or completely wrong. It's it's. This is how the cosmos plays. It's messy, but yeah. it's it's beautiful. Yeah. You're, we're just universelings, guys. We're just yeah. Earthlings, cosmo, cosmos, starlings. Starlings. Gr- oh, no, those birds suck. <laughs> Never like, mind. Earthlings. Uh, starlings. <laughs> Earthlings is there. We'll go with Earthlings. Yeah, starlings suck. If if, if you're not familiar with starlings, and uh, this... stardust come back to life. Uh, yeah, with, uh, or yeah. come to life. Yeah, maybe. opposed to obnoxious birds that just make a lot of noise. But they starlings. used to make beautiful flocks that would do that weird, like you know neural network thing back in the day back in the day when there was actually birds in the sky yeah back when there was like yeah. you know blotting when out we the still sun, grew yeah. a lot of hemp in the u.s <laughs> that's probably why well i don't they know i wasn't old seeds. enough for that but i remember they a love lo- hemp seeds though mm-hmm. that's if the, if you have a basket of hemp or i'm sorry bird seed and you have hemp seeds or cannabis mm. seeds in that basket or bowl they're going to eat all of those seeds, those hemp mm. cannabis seeds out first. Yeah, I probably would too. It's the healthiest ones for them and for us too. And they're the easiest to get at. You and just they pop used to them just open. grow everywhere. Yeah. But once that kind of thing started to be eradicated, maybe that's why the bird population plummeted. I'm just saying besides the uh, pesticides and well, you know what? Even with all the pesticides and all the other stuff that we do, definitely was part. Of it. it was still a natural cycle. The planet created us, and we're going through it, and we're figuring it out. And I tell you what, true that life was almost exterminated by a single-celled organism. All the giant mammals on the planet pre-dinosaurs were killed off by what single-celled organisms. Yeah, well, you know. They acidified the oceans and created the air that was unbreathable for large mammals, and then they now died off. Here. Go figure. Yeah, right? Yeah. And, and now... I still say save the humans. Yes. We're the only ones that can stop the next asteroid. We have thumbs. We can do it. If you it. like planet Earth and yeah. you think the other species have a chance well, or should have a chance to survive, all those cute little kittens and bunny yeah. rabbits and L- butterflies. Love your fellow human as much as you love the cute kitten Save the puppy. humans. Who else is going to shoot down those damn asteroids? We invented a game about shooting down asteroids before we even did it. Many That's, games, that actually. That is how hard we... <laughs> We plan, all right? That's how hard we go. Hey, right, well, what, what's the story? We uh, created a, games on Atari before we 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea had the idea a for a nuclear weapon. submarine before a nuclear submarine was ever a thing. So 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they had the, they had the in the, I forget which chapter it was, but it was somewhere around the middle of it, and they went into the engine room, and they opened up this, like, baffle on the thing, and it was just a singular point that created this blinding light. It was a nuclear submarine, man. <laughs> but lo- long before nuclear submarines. Oh no! Yeah, no, like, but there's these things that humans do. Is like, in or- like, 
we project ourselves into the future constantly, but yeah. we also project ourselves into the fast past. Like I think it was the first episode that Verveke got on is the future informs the past. Yeah. But also the present can inform the future, which is the past, which informs the past. But like we're brilliant creatures and don't lose faith in humans. We we mess don't. up. That's yeah. what we do, but don't lose faith in humans. We're give humans a chance. Yeah, screw those dolphins. Stop being though. so self-hating. I don't trust those dolphins. Aquaman. If they had thumbs, they would take over the world. <laughs> dolphins? Did you say? Yeah, dolphins. No, dolphins. They're too. Be... They're too Let smart them for their take own good. over the world, man. They're cool. Yeah, but they're like tele. They're like psychic. They'll hump them. anything, but yeah. Well, yeah <laughs> oh yeah. Give them a chance. <laughs> they're lovers. Just don't give them creators. thumbs. Give them a chance, but don't give them thumbs. Don't give the octopi <laughs> thumbs, man. I'm saying. But does the octopi really need thumbs? They're like all thumbs. They're all just thumb, coming at you, dude. Thumbs. That's an eight-thumbed creature, right? All thumb. <laughs> all thumb. We need an octopus with an all thumb I, shirt okay. on. An okay, oct- an octopus superhero called All Thumb, but like <laughs> spelt like in like you know Celtic runes. And it's so just like he, big ass thumb shapes at the end of every one of his. Well, tentacles. his symbol would be like you know like a octopus head and just like thumbs coming all out and just all thumb, all thumb, all thumb. <laughs> that was his original name was Altham, but then it got changed to All Thumb, you know, over time, just yeah. because he was all after all All Thumb as well. And so yes, but that's what we learned about this whole Althum. series is words are like that; they're funny. Metaphors because be the cause, inform, mm-hmm. in form. What's a metaphor? What is it for? What's the metaphor? It's not for VR. <laughs> no, actually, it can be, but it's not for Facebook to own it. It's supposed to be everything, just people creating the metaverse. And they took the word Suck. metaverse. Took the word The meta. all-encompassing verse, really. Zuck. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just meta. He's just got meta. Yeah. Yeah, it's still yeah. like, really? No. Interesting idea, though. Don't like, do that. I got why he did it. I mean, it was trendy term. It started to become popular and... But it's learning. He wants to own the space, and he wants people to pay Facebook to be in that space. But the metaverse is there's going to be multiple verses. That is for sure. That's not just going to be the one Facebook owned metaverse. There's going to be a multi uh, network verse. Is is he is he not just another versing extension of the earth trying to figure it out? Truth that yes ah yes I celebrate. I celebrate that. Flawed or not, but, yeah. you know, it's like... No, no, no. If you met him at Burning Man and tripped with him, I bet you, you know, you could have a good night. I did, man, and I tried to sell him on the idea of an ever, like, continuing, like, he just grilled needs to hang cheese out with the sandwich. Right of guys one night, I think. Yeah. Maybe that's how he got into smoked meats. So yeah. like, yo, I got this you're, brisket you're on going, the road, bro. going to the wrong... wrong, uh, wrong. The Wong. Ayahuasca <laughs> retreat. Don't go to Wong's Ayahuasca retreat. Go to Juan's Ayahuasca retreat. Mm. It's a difference. Yeah. Jeez. Juan is closer than... <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> we can keep going if you like. <laughs> Are we going to get through all the rest of the episodes? Probably not, but hey, we're doing so, it. We're, we're going to try. We're going to have to speed run through these things, man. This is how we take in and process all this information. So if you're like us and we're just, a bridge to awakening from the meaning yeah, crisis, yeah, yeah. we're certainly not we're awakening the, from the meaning crisis. What did I say? But we want to help you guys. We're the study group. Those of you, of you that are, like, <laughs> yeah, working on this level here, 
yeah. to graduate to Verveke's level maybe one day before we die we'll start to begin to understand some some of this well but actually yeah. no it's walking. quite honestly he's broken it down in a way that anyone can understand it you might have to pace yourself rewatch some things or do some uh watch throughs with people like us that's why we're covering this series because we want to help yeah express this well, in our own words walking, and translate this when walking down the same path yeah, people notice different people, things right? mm-hmm you know, somebody may well, notice too, the man. flowers. Yeah. Somebody may it's notice the funguses. Yeah. So on. it's like, you know, I may be the kind of guy to be like, hey, look at that log. We could build a fort. But it's like, you know, that's only one part of the path. Yeah. If you want to go shamanic like, flying, I'm your man. Join yeah. me. You know, I'll help, I'll help you. If we you can wa- do that together. If you want to be like on the ground and be like a, a grumpy, uh, what, what do you call him, badger? Like a grumpy badger, I'm your man. You grumpy know? badger. Oh uh, yeah, I'm a grumpy badger, man. I'm dirt people. I like being in the hole, poke myself out, and I yell at the kids to stay off the grass. That's where you get the turtle vibe too. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, that's one of my totems is the turtle. Turtle archetype there, mm-hmm. hooking head up. Yeah, so we're learning about exacting our brain to do other things. The shamanic ability to to take flight. The idea of getting high yes. to get an overview of things mm-hmm. we learned about. So this old shamanic ability. Uh, did I read the previous one? Yeah. Okay. The old I shamanic can... ability has been exapted into a new mythological framework. The Axial Age Revolution took place in Greece and Israel. This Axial mm-hmm. Revolution. Greece and Israel. Also China, which will be touched on in later episodes in regard to Taoism. Mm. Um homes of some of our most enduring foundational myths deeply constitutent of how we are how we operate how we think as human beings today like we actually get the word potential mm-hmm. from aristotle yes. right and potential has potency it does potent. it does potential. yes potent. oh that's yes. so good I like you'll it. never look at words the same way again after watching no. all this no and that <laughs> analogy is fascinating it, it really breaks things down it gives you a more comprehensive understanding of why things are the way they are. I, just, I don't know. It well, it allows me to play more with the words, cool. which is fun. It's like, oh, it boy. is fun, man. To play yeah, they're they're yeah. clever little puzzles. Mm-hmm. So this, yeah, this is uh, the notion of your, okay, we did that. The actual aid revolution, these myths deeply constituent of how we are today. India is also the source of the mindfulness revolution. Yeah, God so is India the source of a lot. That's the Eastern uh, axial revolution. Yes, so yes. like the Western was the Greek, mm-hmm. the you know the Socrates, Plato, Aristotle, uh, and then then we went into the Eastern mindfulness revolution, which was yes. the axial revolution, and almost like a internal self revolution too, because what uh, mm-hmm. Siddhartha was his experience he was having that revolution within himself opposed yes. to outside of himself at least that's the way i'm, I'm seeing it you know? yes yes yeah our, our definition of self changes so it's how can you self transform we're looking for meaning connectedness mm. to the real versus illusory world so there's the idea of growing up that new metaphor the idea that we're strangers and pilgrims in this world starts to come about so we develop this new mythological fame, framework and so a lot of what you think is natural to you, just part of how your mind works, is actually mm. culturally internalized. It has been generated historically, and you have internalized it culturally. It's difficult for you to remember thinking in non-literate terms. Literacy has completely pervaded your sense of what it is to think. 
so many psychotechnologies have become second nature to us. Like the fact that we think in language now has caused us to become well, so much more self-reflective than we ever were before. Yeah, and that's that's it, it's interesting because like um, there are people who don't necessarily think in language first. Right. Like so, I'm one of those people. I, I tend to think of in feeling and imagery first, mm-hmm. and then language secondary. Yeah. Um, which is a nice, unique position to be with this because, like, I can then move myself through the what I guess would be the the pre linguistic end of thinking, which is just imagery, feeling, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. The way into he breaks language. this down is yeah. so helpful. It is. It really is. And I'm not saying it's like a, a significant portion of people that Whether have you're, this. You've but, never meditated. You're yeah. a long time meditator. Mm-hmm. The way Verveke breaks down our mm-hmm. cognition is keyed in it really helps make you more astute of your sense of consciousness so to to break down this last little paragraph is like the difference between thinking i'm hungry Mm -hmm. right and thinking the feeling of being hungry yes Yes. so like because like they're Just noticing the feeling of being mm-hmm. hungry yeah and it's important to be able to balance the two states too to be able to like you know make the language of it be like okay i'm hungry and then also just truly be in the being hungry mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. but there's still people in this world that don't think vocabulary wise and don't think literally or um what do you call it um thinking words and narratively thank you um so i guess what's it's like if you're to do the nature versus nurture analysis this section here would be showing the power of the nurture end of it like this language that has been instilled to you Mm. since you were born by people who have had it yes yes it's it's, the technology has been handed down opposed to been building up from the inside yeah software versus hardware yeah 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 Yeah. so a foreshadowing of the meaning crisis that we'll get to here is this new mythology is failing for us now our current mythologies the scientific worldview it's destroying the possibility for us as a species it's returning us to a continuous cosmos there is no radical difference between you and the primates you evolved from for example mind and body science is leveling the world so this is what's happening Mm. um in the world then in the world now how do we salvage this ability to transcend is the question um well my my limited answer to that would be is to start with learning the stories the old stories mm-hmm. and then figuring out how to create new stories with within a similar framework that is not just limited to the framework of the old stories but it starts on the framework but that can build itself mm-hmm. off of the framework you're right when you, you say know? story because stories have resolution mm. that's where bakey teaches us stories have revolution and a new story has new grammar and grammar is how we think. And we get that idea mm. from Nietzsche. Yes. That's absolutely true. Well, how we place the thoughts yes. that tie together. Yes. Yes. So returning to continuous cosmos. Mythologies need to be livable. Don't tell me what to believe. Tell me what you can practice. Verveke says. 
For most of us, we can't live in this new leveled world. We are going through a re-embedding. Copernicus, Darwin, Einstein, all re-embed us back into the physical world, but we don't want to lose all that we gained through the great disembedding either. So how do we reconcile those? That's part of the problem. That's part of our challenge today as humans. So now we go into ancient Israel. The degree to which you don't grasp the grammar of the Bible is the degree to which you don't grasp the grammar of your own cognition, your own relation with the world today, the way you, that, that we all think is actually imbued. It's full of, of Christian ideas and ideals and ways of cons- looking at other people. Yeah. Well, it almost seems like... The, the idea of free speech, of, of uh, innocence until proven guilty, all of that is, comes from what we learned from the persecution of Jesus. Well, even the idea that you have a, a personal relationship with God that's mm-hmm. only between or you and God. that the mob can God. be crazy and wrong yeah. And, yeah. Like, and convict a, a loving, good person because yeah. they misunderstand him. It happened with Plato as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's part of the problem. Ancient Israel, the, the degree to which you don't grasp the grammar of the Bible... So, and this isn't to say you need to be Christian or Jewish. No. This is regarding the mythology, irrelevant to atheism, etc. Grammar is how we put our thoughts together. And that this is a, a great challenge for us to take on, uh, especially if you're very atheistic and or you're very much in that mode of shunning the organized sides of Christian. Well, well you, can, that you can just think of it as poetry, getting in on the poetry and how that, like, because there's a lot of different types of poetry. What's the allegory? So you're, yeah. you're getting into a poetry, the and the Bible has a certain poetic movement and rhythm mm-hmm. within mm-hmm. it and meaning within it. And if you're part of the Western world, sorry. You well, ca- how we put our morals and our ways of thinking yeah. of like inherent goodness in people or righteousness, like treating people fairly, like mm-hmm. innocent until proven guilty. These ideas are very much Christian in origin. Absolutely Christian in origin. Sure. Christianity was a huge revolution for its time well, yeah. because it was giving the poor people even access to the transcendent. It was sticking up for the poor and calling out the greedy and the, well, you know, and it even removed the purpose for the middleman between God and the individual. Yes, yes. There was yes. a point in time where you'd have to go to the now temple the and have somebody. Institutional you know. churches came in and they started to refill that role. Yeah, and they, well, that's why they—they they were trying to manage people. They were doing their best for their okay. time. You know, you can have your preference, but yeah. Well, um, if you want to get a really trippy side of Christianity that's closer, maybe to the roots, you look to East Orthodox. Greek, Russian, East Orthodox well, here, Christianity, because it's totally different than anything you've ever seen. It's it, really quite beautiful. You brought up the word, but all of it is. I love the teachings of Christ. The sure, way of Christ is ingenious. It's yeah, unconditionality, no, and, his love, turn the other cheek, love your enemies as you and, love and yourself. It, and, it's beautiful poetry, but like so, like the idea of controlling people. Mm-hmm. Well. Like Accountable to a transcendent ideal, even the kings and the rulers and the emperors. Yes, and I guess, like, there are forces in those times and these times now that are more concerned with control. And, you know, we just went through a few years of the sickness, Mm -hmm. and we watched 
those who were in positions to garner more and more control just hold on to it so hard and mm. so hard and that's all they paid attention to was that control mm. and some of us really fell Almost into like that desperation and then yeah. we saw that holding grasp and we looked towards that and it was like okay if i want to control what happens in my life i have to be controlled by that maybe not directly but like dude like i felt it it's like the mm. grip happened and then we all wanted to become part of the grip mm. and as we go we shut ourselves from it if you know like if you're wise enough to or if Catch you're when it's you happening shed yeah. yourself from that grip yeah but you know that grip it looks like a hug at first and it crushes you and mm. so certain aspects it of christianity itself. has been, have been used like that as well yeah. or this grip to help control people has become a grip that is crushing and then we sure. hold on to that yeah. crushing as if it was an embrace mm. when it's not it's just crushing too so that's also back further to the beginning of this personal responsibility in the world and what happens yes. in the world is our responsibility too. You know? Yes. Yeah. Cause you regardless know. Christianity, various religions upholding this system of ideals to be a Christian is to follow a certain way of being. You don't have to be a part mm -hmm. of an organized church to mm -hmm. follow the ways of that one from Nazareth. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You don't have to be a Buddhist, call yourself a Buddhist, mm -hmm. to follow the teachings and the ways yeah. of that one from ancient India. Yeah, yeah. You know, you just have to be an earthling. Covered that's, in dirt. That's, as the Taoists saw it, yes, I think. Yes. I love the Taoists and the worldliness of their philosophy as well. And all of these great, the mystical sides of all of these philosophies, yeah. they're all, all there for everybody. Well, they're all right. Anybody, they're all right in the best ways. And yeah. then the portions that they're wrong in are ways that others fill in for. So like all the best. They pick up are, where each other leave off. Yes. Yeah, they yes. specialize in different areas. They yes. complement one another very well and they, they interweave very well, but they also have strengths and, and, uh, it's almost like particular le strengths. leaves you and petals that fill in the negative spaces or help support each other yeah. as they go, you know, right? to, yeah. to create this tree, this living thing that keeps growing. Love it. Yes. Yeah. So this is what Nietzsche meant. Nietzsche meant when he said, I fear we are not getting rid of God because we still believe in grammar. You go to a movie, you go to a movie, someone falls in some way, and then they have an insight. You are redeemed, and they find their way back. That's biblical grammar. What matters here is how it shapes our sense and world, not about what you believe or don't believe. You know what he means by the movie metaphor there? You go to a movie. You go to a movie. Uh, yeah, so a movie... A movie is something that moves you, and you there go you to go. a place to be moved, moved. by the movie. Mm. Now, mind you, the, the reason why we call movies is because... Oh, that's right. Well, the idea of self-development, of being saved, yeah. of being changed, of having an experience... Well, and, 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 and you moving in is an action, not yeah. a passive thing. So it's, it's an acting it's like thing. repentance. And then when you're watching action. a movie, you are putting yourself into the movie. Then moving you have an insight, and, then you are redeemed. Yes. And then, yep. they, oh, okay, when you're watching a movie, you always see that story. Someone falls in mm -hmm. some way... Then they, that's what he's talking about. Yeah. So then they, yeah. Then they have the insight. Then they're redeemed. Okay, now I got it. And it's the story that is biblical grammar. The story of redemption. Yes. 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 And yes, that's yes, the yes. story of our lives too. Mm -hmm. And that thing, wording got me confused there. For yeah. A the thing that brought me back to Christianity is the fact that there's a redemption arc within yes. it that is very yes. clear. Well, that's right. That's so true. Yeah. That's and that's what Christianity as a worldview gives us. Whether mm -hmm. you're a Christian or not, it is 
through and through our conception of reality mm-hmm. here around the world, particularly in the West. And it's not just guilty, but guilty. It's not a bad like, idea. It's beautiful. But, but if, like, say, it's not just you're guilty and then you're screwed, <clears throat> but, like, guilty, but then there's something you can do to redeem yourself. Mm-hmm. That's why, you mm-hmm. you know, you see, like, you know, the a- AA has a... Well, even the fact that you have to prove somebody guilty, that you have to consider them. You can't just believe sure. what everyone says sure. about it. Well, they're innocent until proven And even guilty. if they're after guilty, yeah. like after they're guilty, they're they have the chance still to redeem a redeem themselves. Yes, that, that redemption yes. arc. You love the story of someone that has failed yeah. and then makes it back mm-hmm. and does something really amazing. And well, the even po- better than the guy that just does something amazing. You yeah. like to hear that they failed in some way because that's relatable. We all fail. And say the punishment for failing. We want to know how to grow. Isn't yeah. eternal just to punish you? The punishment yeah. is so you learn. Yeah. So it feels that, good for idea. us to identify yeah. and watch people excel at things: sports, movies, music, so on and so mm-hmm. forth, because we're biologically attuned to survival. How beautiful is it that we are attuned this way then? <laughs> <laughs> to celebrate, well, we'd be screwed if we weren't. Do something amazing, <laughs> even if they fail utterly in life. Do something despicable, but then they actually see what they did. They reflect, and they somehow manage mm-hmm. to make up for it some way in some other respect in life. Well, interestingly enough, or they do something good in some other respect in life. At least we don't even correct for their damage. Yeah. yeah, and we like interestingly enough, we don't even have to. S- we Why don't condemn ha- everyone else and not look at our own selves. The logs in our own. Well, eyes. and yeah, here's the thing. So, like, if somebody say is going through the past and they fail we don't even have to see them redeem themselves what we do is we watch it we fail with them yes and then we move through like we're it's not mirror neurons right mirror neurons but also it's like compassion so like heart neurons imagine like it's a story with the cliffhanger ending of like a anti-hero type we don't have to see him redeem himself but we're feeling an arc of redemption yeah, yeah. and even if that story's never written we'll write it that's for ourselves yeah and we'll redeem right that's a good picture our... to go off on yeah so, i like that yeah but yeah that's actually like if you ask me that's the one thing that brought me back to the christian faith is the redemption arc within the christian faith yes now, so now god is not bound to time and space mm. morality creates meaning we have the god of the open future now I will be what I will be. Of course, time passes as a course. So we have turning points of resolution where the future is made. Ancient Israel brought an important psychotechnology, understanding time as cosmic narrative, as a story. And this is a big deal and not inevitable or obvious. Beginning, climax, turning point, resolution. There's a direction and purpose to it. You get a sense of cosmic history, of how the cosmos is extending through time. A radical idea. No more repeating cycles. In fact, the cycles now feel purposeless and terrifying. Mm. Here, the future is open. Your actions now, if you figure out how to participate in the story, can change the future. Well, that's, that's the huge responsibility. That's where we are that's right now. That's the weight. Now. And feel that's the weight of right this now. freaking world right now. My that's God. where we are right now. We all know yes. what's happening yes. all over the world if you want to. You can look on the internet. You can look on the news. And then we're, you're going to sometimes mm-hmm. even know the news of other countries without even meaning to because you're going to hear it in conversation because it's on the TV or someone's talking about it. Or you can just feel what's going Ooh, on. Our cultures you know, are getting to know one another and to meshing, intermingling, and clashing, but certainly in informing one another more and more and we're becoming a global culture now and of course there's still going to be cultural themes in different areas around different peoples but god what a time to be alive in 
I wouldn't trade. I wouldn't trade no. it for any other point in time. This is it's it's exciting. Here we are at the so, cost. Uh, let's get to this last bit. Let's get to this, I, and I, we'll I, take I, a quick break, it, and yeah. then we'll see how far we're going to get. We might have hey. to do a few reflection episodes. Now let's let's like we're we seem but that's going to give we time can for get like two, we can get two episodes. <laughs> so it's like we'll do like ten, and then we'll do five, and then we'll do ten, and then do five. Yeah. Well, it's good to have well, just talking podcasts too, and I like to reflect on this subject matter in general. No, it's helping me out a lot. The theme of the cast, actually. So. For people at home, these are the conversations we have when we're driving to band practice. Like we sit in the car driving, we'll just yeah. be having the same yeah, conversation. Like this is the current news, talking about Verbeekies and Schmachtenbergs yeah. and other guys yeah. that are working so, on this high level stuff. That welcome like, to the study group, friends. Yeah. <laughs> we're a little yeah. ADD, but you know we get the job done. <laughs> yeah, you know, and I hope that we're like a, a lily pad. For people to yeah, people like yeah, John yeah, Verbeek yeah, and Daniel yeah. Schmachtenberg or Jordan Hall and all these other and great, don't incredible just, Bruce uh, Bruce Lipton and other great minds out there. And I, I can go on. There's too many names. There's too many great podcasters. Well, you don't have to. We're the teachers we're the lily pad. You can sit on the, lily, the lily pad. pad. You can look up into the sky and see the birds in the sky. I'm just or out here. You can look in the water there. and you can see the tadpoles and the frogs. It's the lily pad is on is on the meniscus I'm between the, the water and the sky. Right off, right fresh off the Amanita muscaria flies. Come here over here, you little flag, Eric Eden fly. And if you've ever tried the, the Amanita muscaria, when I go, ho, 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 ho,
we're the guys sitting there being like, yo, those are, these apples these are, are fantastic. I tell best. you what, dude. Well, the best I've had. I can't. I can't ever. mislead you. But these are the best. Have you eaten a lot I've of apples? Yeah, yeah. And you know, he hell. Even if I've never eaten apples, these apples, whatever these are, that's some good stuff. Mm-hmm. Nutritious and, and delicious. Yeah. So it's like, and so uh, last we're episode, helping propagate these apples, though. Yeah. So last episode, I brought up my gripe about. How do you like um, them apples? Yeah, yeah, I like them quite well, thank you. Actually, <laughs> that's like the greatest scene in um, Good Will Hunting. Yeah, but I, I, I brought up my gripe with all this is like, you know, how do we make it marketable? And I want to clarify that I don't mean marketable in the sense of making money. I mean marketable in the sense of Attractive bringing to it to the market where yeah. people come together to participate right. in the market. Like, so the market of ideas, the market. That end of the market. How do we help popularize this? Yeah. Um, and so. This idea that we can awaken from this meaning crisis. First, yeah. we have to identify the fact that we're even in a meaning crisis. Well, what's Express that, what that means. What's that saying? The the, the problem well well described is half. Yeah. A problem well stated. Uh, a problem well understood is half solved. Yes. Yeah. That, yeah. So. Those them apples. Or a problem well stated, you could say. Here's the apples. Mm-hmm. Well state, let's state what they are. And, you know. Apples of wisdom. Not to be selfish or nothing, but if you follow people on, on the YouTubes and the other YouTube equivalents online, um, in the comment sections, bring up this mindfulness revolution. Because, you know, these content creators, they do they do look at one way or another. They do look at what is being said in the comments. And I think what is most important is really bringing up this point where we're at. Making this a part of our cultural conversation. Yes, and making it exciting and something to be a part of. Something to be engaged in. Yeah, yeah, to to really be a part of. Because, like, I could be wrong. You could be wrong. Viveki could be wrong. Everybody could be wrong, but could also be right. Yeah, well, it feels so. It seems self-evident that we human beings do create this world. Mm. We create the ideas that we think through, that we that we realize the world through. We affect this planet, this environment, one another. How can we live more symbiotically with one another? How can mm-hmm. we be more loving? How can we be in greater accord and thrive and excel together? And I think that's like, so... That's an orientation that we can take to life. That's a loving orientation yeah. rather than, than seeing love as an emotion. And recognize that, love actually encompasses many feelings and emotions. You can feel angry, sad, jealous. You can feel blissful and compassionate and all of these things understanding thoughtful and so we should recognize love is actually a mode of being it's a way that you can come to and interact with life so we can use it as our vehicle as our orientation to existence and to one another and this is an ancient thousands of year old idea that we have been wrestling with ever since it first came about (laughs) ever since we could wrestle But that we actually can. We can be in this communal dance, this reciprocal state of knowing and interaction and co-creation. 
and what a beautiful thing to be a part of and to take an active role in. Yeah, and and so in the Bible and in other ways in some hermetic texts, the idea of as above, so below. So like created, like when they when when it what is said is we are created in God's image. It's not like, at least in my opinion, it's not like a bearded guy. No, it feels like it's figure. just saying that we are we are created with infinite capacity. Well, we are we are creators. Ah, uh, yes, that yes, yes. is the that is the as like you know if we're created in in the creator's image, we are mm-hmm. creators in our in and of ourselves. Amen. For yeah. good or for bad, because you know, like you know, like that. the the bad you could take you could take it to the end of like well cloning. And we're capable of cloning humans. Don't let them tell you that we're not. We are capable of. We're, we're cloning other creatures. It's true. There's a lot of beef that Sadly, you eat that is cloned beef. True. But I, I tend not to think of this as like a, as snubbing God. It's 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 uh, what, what's what's the term or what's the saying? Um, the most sincere form of flattery is imitation. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So this, it, this uh, okay. these conversations we're having, this this trying to come to grasp with the worlds to co-create the world, is a mimicry, a flattery of the highest of the high. It's standard. a trying to dance with. It's just like a yeah, kid trying to be yeah. like the parent. Yeah, I might have to yeah. stand on your shoes, or imitating their hero, so you can dance. They're with not me, skillful but, yeah. enough to like adequately actually imitate what the hero really does in the movie, but they can do it in a playful way that's still really enjoyable and funny. And, and well, yeah, particularly look at them like, and for us to watch. Yeah, it's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, yeah. it's great. That's so what they we're embody doing. the spirit yeah. of it, though. Yeah. They can capture the spirit, and that's the important yeah. part. Because if you understand yeah. the spirit of something, then you get the gestalt. And yeah. then you can start filling in the details and getting better yeah. at the actual fine tuning of the skills. So it's, it's almost like starting from the. Eventually, you can do the tiger uppercut. Yeah, from the starting from the most transparent of everything and seeing everything, and then working your way down into the details. Mm-hmm. So that that's part of the schema I'm trying to draw out in donut shape, but is you know trying to come to grasp with the idea of. Uh, you could be in the scaling down um, transparency to opacity shift, but then from down in there, you could be moving up into gestalt opacity to transparency. Or you can be starting from that end. And what does it look like if you're starting from either end, moving to either or, or starting from one and moving and receding back in? To explore that idea in like a VR representation oh, dude. would be amazing it has, i want to see the scheme it, of that you're coming it, it, up with it has to have a story with it and be though. able to ride it, it like in a roller coaster and then take the outward bird's eye view of it and then come back in i think it needs a story it's the, the story only, the be, only way to do it is well there like, needs to be a symbol on the book of this like the never ending story yeah well because you can move this way the never ending story is one of those kinds of stories isn't it that's yeah. an ingenious story. Yeah. I love well, that movie that, too. Well, that one ties into itself like this. Mm-hmm. So you could be moving this way. It's just, yeah. Or so you could be moving an Ouroboros this way. And it's got that intertwined kind of Celtic yeah. braiding going on. Or you could be moving this way. Yeah. Or you could be moving this way. So, so turn that into 3D. Yeah. So our listeners um, who don't have the video, what I just did is the first one is um, say you're pointing up and you're moving up. The next one is pointing down and moving down. The next one is pointing down and moving up. 
and the next one is pointing up and moving down. <laughs> and this is what we do in conversation, scaling in and out from the the feature to the gestalt, from opaque to it's transparent. It's just priming and, the, yeah. the brain's ability to do that. The way it sure. constantly is reconfiguring itself to get to calibrate, to get an optimal grip on its environment. And I'm really interested in like... We're learning all this terminology from Verfeke, by the yeah, way, for yes, any first timers yes, out yeah. there. Yeah. Just stay with us and it'll start to make sense yeah and the, the and the reason why it intrigues me so much is because you can find yourself at so many different states mm-hmm. where it's like well i don't i don't feel like i'm in the gestalt like i have no clue about the overarching you know the the what, what do they call it the um structural functional organization yes. of everything mm-hmm. but i'm up there but i understand I, how all of this works but I'm up there and I'm trying to move myself down into the features mm-hmm. but, to get a better sense of that. But what, what if you flip that 180 degrees, you're up there and you're looking at it while you're moving yourself down into the Whoa. features. And it, it just, I know it's just mind so play. Back but, on the previous perspective though, yeah. but it, this is just helping you understand. Yeah. And I, I would think further strengthen that capacity for the brain to do that. Becoming self-aware of that process and then exercising it, basically. Yeah, and, and almost Just like, like when you become aware that you can become self-reflective and start meditating. Yeah, and Verveke's briefly touched on his martial arts and moving through that. And I think martial mm-hmm. arts can can work in that way, too. Because first, like, you know, you learn your defensive blocks and your mm-hmm. movements. And then your Particularly that slow motion Tai Chi, Qigong. But then you can, well, say, say like, I'll push a punch out am i moving forward into the punch or am i retreating mm-hmm. back with Being meditative in that yeah. outward expression and that outer so, relation with the physical reality if you're moving up and looking up that's one posture and stance mm-hmm. but if you're moving up and looking down the that's East another and the posture and stance this. yeah, yeah. it's yeah. just an inward process it's also an outward expression. Well, these are the meditech, the the excuse me, this the psychotechnologies. Meta- psychotechnologies. Yes, yeah. Yes. That, so this is the psychotechnology I'm trying to develop for myself, which is in order to gauge where I'm moving while I'm moving in those directions, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So it's like, am I moving up and out? That'll help or you moving from, down and I can in. See how that could help you from getting that sense of feeling lost in any any environment yeah. because you're challenging yourself there to be able to learn what's my perspective here and now yeah. no matter what my random orientation is in the moment well it's, and it helps you root back into that sense yeah because when because you, otherwise the world's just moving around you and you can get dizzy and disoriented, it. It disoriented and, 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 and terrified sometimes you know like the, unsettled the most terror yeah. i've ever felt is is easily not having... moved into emotional outbursts or anything else yeah, yeah, not well, just depressed, anxious, but also reactive and, instead of responsive. And I think thoughtful. that comes from an incongruence of. Mm-hmm. And we what, want to be in congruence. In not con- in, yeah, in, yeah, in, yeah, in, yeah. Incongruent state. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We want to be in the congruence. space congruence, yes, yes, not yes. incongruent. <laughs> but, you know, that's one of my biggest fears is, you know, like it, when I'm most fearful, I am out of congruence with the way the world is. So my the way I would have the world is not the way the world actually exists. So this goal is to get it so your the way you would have the world exist is actually in congru- in congruence yeah, your, with your con- the way the world exists. Of reality is in congruence with yeah the actuality, and the actuality is infinite. And so there, but yet there's the stillness. Mm. 
which in that infinite somehow rests and we can be always in that stillness and that stillness is perfect yeah well it's like if you draw a figure eight in mirror image it is like the mirror itself yeah it's not all the features on the mirror it's the mirror itself the mirror isn't affected by what shines upon it it's just a mirror it's just reflective. It's just aware or taken uh, in and, and reflecting back. But my ego can say that I shine so bright, I'll break the mirror. Ha, ha, ha. <laughs> Egos have done that. Yeah, you know, it does that. We have stories about the mirrors. Yeah, Yeah. well, uh, Narcissus or, yeah, or Narcissus, yeah. uh, you know, he, he had his mirror and that's everything he viewed the world from. But he mm-hmm. was look, constantly looking at himself through it. Ha, ha, ha. Yeah. And wasn't narcissist like a so that's demigod. misframing reality. Yeah. So it's really helpful for yeah. us to reframe constantly. And I notice that when I'm kind of just like zoning into an environment, I'm looking at the leaves or the ground. My eyes will do this thing of focusing and then unfocusing, and I notice that's actually the brain doing its reframing process to where it will go into that mode of mind wandering, like when you're meditating. So the mind starts to wander, and then you bring yourself back. But that mind wandering, the last episode we watched, I believe it was, mm-hmm. Verveke is explaining yes, cog- the, in cognitive science. The, the slight distractions that actually useful. help you concentrate. Yes. yes, you need to have that break to, and then reorient to basically increase your capacity for calibrating. And then you can become ever more fitted to your environment, mm-hmm. basically. That's a that's a good word fitting, you know. Mm-hmm. So like when like the the world that is and the world that you'd have it, yes. you want them to fit together. Yes. Yeah, you want to have fit. a good grasp of yes. things. Yeah, yes. It's funny how all the terminology uses the fact that we have eyes on the front of their heads, so we're aiming towards our goals, and then it's like hands fittedness uh-huh. and but how that brings can I grasp. Us- but the fans, the hands are so. This is a very sophisticated, dexterous, dexterous. Thank you, uh, tool this hand you know ah, but the other hand what a gift be, it is to have all the fingers the other hand can be sinister because dexter so oculus dexter is your right eye oculus sinister is your left eye whoa so you can be both dexterous and sinister whoa. depending on what side you use yeah you can be clever yeah you can be cunning yeah yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> weird things you find on the internet when you're trying to find glasses and you can see the personality but... <laughs> of that in the hands even depicted like sure. disney could definitely depict the hand of the cunning person the creative person the comedic person yeah well, you know yeah. i'd actually like I, I yeah i might have to look into this but I'll, I'll look up into like old disney villains and i'll see which hands they use the most and i i wonder like if the artists is or if the artists are as good as I think they were, you might see like you know the 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 sinister villains using their left hands more than their right hand. Because oh, when you're learning magic tricks, artists you, are like that. Your They'll dominant hand that. is the one creating all the movements to distract. You're dexterous, while your sinister hand, your left the hand. Is sleight of hand, yeah, 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 yeah. wow, a language man. <laughs> like, who came up with this? Right, we, we should thank them every day. The people who came up with the progenitor seed that came up with all the languages that we have, we should really thank them. They every day. were ingenious, oh, dude. Well, yeah, those were the shamans, you know, figuring out how to be the deer and show everybody else how to, 
Yeah, creating know, placebo per- effects for people to help heal yeah, them. Yeah. What a miracle. But we're doing strange, it every day, too. Incomprehensible thing it is that we can heal mm-hmm. our bodies and that even most medication is 40% placebo effect, 40 or mm-hmm. 60. Forget which it was. I think 40. I think, yeah. I think Pretty much close to half uh, of uh, medicine's uh, effectiveness uh, is just our belief that it's working and then our body's going into this self, self-healing mode that it has and it's doing that thing. How strange is that? I think actually flavor of food does that to you too. So like flavor of food should be like, you know, when you taste something, the flavor of it is chemical signatures to tell your brain, to tell your body that it has the nutrients that it needs to continue on for long periods of time. That's That's why we like fat and sugar and stuff like Uh that. Oh yes. They peak huge endorphin rushes in Mm -hmm. our brains. Yeah, because they were very rare in our environments, fats and sugars like berries and, yep, and actual yep. animal fats. So they were hard to obtain. So you have a very yep. heightened in, awareness. And, well, and, and you'd have to work harder to, to get make them. You a, yes, because you're not. You're, they have to be strong attractors because you're gonna have to work hard. Mm-hmm. Yes, and so I know we're not at this episode, but yet, now but. we have tons of access to sugars, yeah. and they're extremely detrimental to, to our bodies in high amounts in fact it's not even the fat so much as the sugars yeah and that's where it's yeah. it's coming into bullshit and we're, sorry we're, we're sugar not, industry yeah well i'm not sorry sugar industry. no they've been like a slave trade for hundreds of years still today well even that's be, a whole another story yeah you're a slave by buying the product that's a whole other people story. in haiti don't do not make a lot of money but um but so by tasting something and 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 tasting the flavors that's telling your body that there is something in there that it needs we do this also with ideas um so we taste upon ideas through our conversations and it tells us that there's something new nutritious within said idea now the academic term bullshit that we discuss in this lecture series is the bullshit that i'm using so you could think of that as the sugar industry saying that uh you shouldn't eat fat because it's bad for you but eat carbohydrates and all that nonsense well sugar will tell you that oh like you know i need this because like ultimately you do need sugar everything you eat turns into glucose before you can deal with it but if there's no work towards it then it's easily accessible. Go through a, uh, a sugar spike, so bam, and then you're down. Or get you some yeah. diabetes or do something. And could, and I think that was like the, the food f- scientists that work for mega corporations that sell a ton of yeah, food whatever. to our animals and ourselves mm-hmm. know how to be peak certain endorphins in our brains so that food yeah. are as addictive as cocaine. That's why you're addicted to McDonald's or, co- well, or Coca-Cola. Well, or, that's why you're addicted to ideas. That's why we're addicted to ideas. Certain ideas like say like humans should be equal and liberated from oppression. That's a that, good idea. That is a right? very rare thing in like as far as two hundred. It's a beautiful thing years. for humans to yes. think. Yeah. But the if idea of the commons, we should offer access. If it's so easily accessible, and I'm talking about the Western world. I've grown up in yeah, the Western yeah, world yeah. in the United States, so I'm talking about that. I don't yeah. claim to talk about anything else about anybody living anywhere else. But from here, that we'll call it sugar something that's hard to access naturally we have so abundantly and then we take it in and we take it in and we forget about it and we don't even see it so we need more and more and more and more there and then eventually our we start replacing sugar and these things that are actually real for things that are salient like artificial sweeters it's salient 
but it doesn't have the truth, the realness. Oh, it doesn't have the goodness, the healthness, the nutrition. Yeah, so this stuff we're talking about is applicable to a lot more than just these high-minded ideals. Now, this is applicable to every level of your existence as a human being because we've been having this conversation this is healthy. as long as we've had language to have this freaking conversation. <laughs> so, hey, you know, we're 200,000 years late, but uh, thanks for joining us in this conversation. <laughs> you know? Welcome to yeah. Actual Eye, yeah. where we learn to express our whole true authentic, authentic selves. What is the actual eye? Well, I don't know. It's like this yeah, capacity for awareness that all these humans, all we earthlings share. We're still like we were just talking about before. We're still yeah, working we're on still it. We're still figuring it, it out. Yeah. And it's going to be a constant process as we grow together. And I love that. That's so cool. Like we, we get to express the infinite complexity, the infinite potential of this strange cosmic experience we find ourselves in, in an interrelative, co-creative manner. And it's it, that's it, shocking. It, it feels so nourishing. It's so too. beautiful. Like, that's really so exciting. Nourishing. Yeah, that's what we're food, really doing. Even if we don't know why, even mm. if I don't know which religion is right, or if materialistic science is right, or if all of them are right in their own ways, plus they're all missing something. I don't know. I, I think that that's probably the case. Oh. I mean, that's what seems to be the case for us always. Why does if the... we're ever too certain about something, we're going to be missing the new information that's going to come along. There always seems to be infinite breadth to the depth of everything that we find ourselves encountering. So why does the kid eat paste or Plato? Why does the kid eat paste or Plato? Like versus like Plato? Like no, no, or Plato. Just you know, like why? So why does the kid only eat ketchup? Or why does the kid eat? glue or why does the kid eat play-doh and i'll break curiosity he needs Um, salt so if it's play-doh it means the kid's now malnourished because you crave salt when you don't have the if you don't have the minerals um Uh, the the reason why uh, the kid eats glue is because they don't have the collagen in their natural diet so they crave it out of what their senses tell that's in their collagen and a few other compounds why does the kid only eat ketchup it needs lycopene (laughs) and a few other things that's in there um, wow. So why why does the human trying to live a human life go towards the information, the conversations they do is because they're craving the nutrients they're not getting from their everyday diet, if you will. There you go. And 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 the danger in that is is you could you know you could go down the rabbit hole and you could be going down this thing that you think is nutritious, but it just turns out to be Plato and salt, and it's not actually feeding you. Um, and that would be like, you know, the deep conspiracy theories that don't mean anything. And, I, you know, I mean, like, you know, the ancient aliens and, you know, that kind of thing, not the, you know, Tower 7 kind of thing. Um, there's a difference. <laughs> ancient aliens, uh, we, we don't have enough information. Uh, Tower 7, we have videos. <laughs> but uh, but beyond that is basically the reason why we're having these conversations that we're having is because we're craving nutrients and nourishment that we may not necessarily be getting from our everyday diet. There you go. Yeah. And it, it gets really frustrating if you can't Feel find enough. the place for this nutrition. And that's what we're here for. Hey, uh, this is the buffet. Welcome. You know, it ain't the greatest, you know, there, home. there's better buffets and better kitchens, but here's like the start of it. You know, we got our Salisbury steaks and then, you know, like, you know, all that stuff. <laughs> start out yeah yeah you might not agree with everything that terence mckenna said in his Mm-mm. yeah in his time and his very wordy time but <laughs> <laughs> you can definitely agree with the idea of find the others 
Yes. Find the others that are here, yeah. that are curious as well. I feel like these are the best kinds of conversations we can have. They always feel the greatest. I even when I was like a teenager and we'd have sleepovers and yeah, yeah, even stay kids. Up all like night, whenever man. you talk about the mystery, that yeah. thing that like even the parents don't know for real. Nobody knows why we exist. Like that idea and anything around that area, existential, is so super fascinating. And it feels like it puts us deeply engaged with the here and now as conscious, aware stewards of a living planet as the pinnacle of this planet's evolution, the one that certainly at least has the most ability to to uh, affect its outer environment and its inner self. So are you trying to what say we that we're, what are we up to? we're trying to be responsible kids? Trying yeah. to learn how to be responsible. Yeah, yeah, but even more like joyously co-creative, yeah. like consciously yeah. co-creative, like courageous and engaged, yeah. Yeah. you know, in flow with this world. Yeah, it's, it's not just re- responsible in, in a in a way that feels like oh there's this weight that we got to take on but it's like oh wait we get we are able to respond that's all it means hey. that we are actually able yeah. you're you this world is fucking crazy there's a lot of suffering it's dangerous sometimes yes but you are stronger than you know that and, and, that idea and we can handle it like the kid that puts his underwear outside of his jeans and ties a belt to his head to be quail man and save the day we can still ha- we can we can still have that enthusiasm too it's like you know have we have have we forgotten about our th- it, in, how to play uh, it, enthusiasm for life mm-hmm. and the, the playing with each other like the best conversations are play yeah you know it is. like even well how do we create if we don't imaginate first mm-hmm. so we imaginate to create because once mm-hmm. you imaginate long enough you got a cohesive idea you can start building out the structure of something and it doesn't have to and be And then you can create it. You can bring it into reality. Yeah, and it doesn't have to be contemplate uh, like complicated imagination. Sometimes, you know, like when kids are figuring out that one kid just grabs the other kid and they start rolling down the hill cuz I don't know, like the easiest thing to do is be like an animal and just be like, "Ha ha." But then you roll down the hill and you're like, "Wait, we fun. We haven't done this yeah, before." Yeah, let, let's do it again. Hold on. Like, let's hold on to each other better and really roll down this hill like and see how much speed we can get. Nice. Fun. And then, then the third person wants to come, and it's like, I don't know how to incorporate you in the rolling down the hill, but can you stay at the top of the hill so if we break ourselves, you can call mom? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what's going to happen That's this experiment. That's what we're doing as humans. So you're going to be the disengaged you know? observer. Yes, observer. yes, yes. Huh. All there, right. There, there's a place for everybody. There's there a is. There's a place for everybody. There is. You just sometimes have to just find it. We find it. We figure it out. Yeah. Well, we're the creators. We get to tell yeah. the story. So we're the actors. We're the writers. We're the producers. We're the directors. Mm. Well, let's jump back in, guys. Yes, I think we're at the... We are, I, the idea of biblical grammar informing the way heads. that we think. Hey, Chris. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Let me bring this up. I'm seeing the screen, but you all are not. So here we go. There we go. Welcome. Yes, I think we're at that uh, short segment. Go down. What Nietzsche, Nietzsche meant? Mm, uh, no, we got right that. There. Ancient yeah. Israel. Yeah, right below that. No, I don't think we got this. Ancient Israel brought us to an important psychotechnology, understanding time as a cosmic narrative, as a story. Uh, yes. This yes, is a yes. big deal. Yes. Not inevitable or obvious that we'd start thinking this way as a species. Beginning, climax, turning point, and resolution. There's a direction and purpose to it. You get a sense of a cosmic history of how the cosmos is extending through time. And this is a radical idea. No more repeating cycles. In fact, the cycles now feel purposeless 
and terrifying. Here, the future is open. Your actions now, if you figure out how to participate in the story, can change the future. We did cover this one. So, yeah, so um, the, the actual, the, so the story used is, so the, the Jews, when they had to travel through the desert for what was mm-hmm. it, like 40 years or something? Yeah. And then they would have their reward. It created this time component to God. Mm-hmm. So, like, they were... The future know, moving, is made. Yes, moving yes. through into the, the idea future. Of progress. Yes, yes, yes progressing, progressing through. And the idea of Kairos, turning points. Mm, yes. I have a note for systematic theology here for some reason. I think that was a book. So Da'oth is to know, mm. or is knowing itself. And then sin is to miss the mark or to mm. fall short mm-hmm. when you shoot, when you're aiming for something. Or even to not... And if we're aim, aiming to be good and we're aiming to be in a state of fret presence and a state of flow and congruence and communion with reality and mm. and uh, total conscious attunement rather than, you know, 100% here and now and being present and available and honoring the moment rather than holding ourselves back. This is... Sin gives us an orientation and a way how to, to understand how we can orient to life. And if anything, just a direction. Yeah, that's really cool to understand yeah. the etymology of sin there. Or yeah, the 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 uh, what's the the root to miss the mark, self deception, to go off course. So the option here is to take part in creation, and then also the knowledge that we sin, and and over time. So when we're talking about so there's the. A, when we're talking about the the Hebrew story of moving through the desert and like mm-hmm. you know before they started went into the desert they they had to break free from yes finding liberation yeah they yes. they had to liberate themselves but liberate mm-hmm. themselves into an uncertain future and then there's this hope that through time God if they hold themselves. Uh, like say call it a covenant or an agreement or mm-hmm. something with god if they eventually get there they will have it yes yeah and that time component if you live up to these ideals then you'll live a better life you will discover the paradise yeah so it may within. not happen now it may not happen in your life mm-hmm. but it'll happen and you will create that paradise opposed to a direct yes. like oh i did something bad today bad's gonna mm-hmm. happen today i did something good today good's gonna happen today it's like no like it's it's, it's multi-generational multi-time mm-hmm. aspect like what you do now affects you know well the nature of god that you create now is going to grow as you move through into i don't want to say the next but like the move into the future Move into the future. It's it's hard to describe. I'm not really good with words, so I lack certain words to ex- explain no, this. No, no, I'm tracking. Yeah. But, um, you know, so say I have fought my way out of a bad situation. And I see the desert before me, which you could call ad- ad- adversity, you know, some, you know, something hard. That I have to go through. The desert of adversity. But at the end of that, even though I don't see it, I know if I travel along the way, the path, I might not have that. But 
But I've paved a way towards that. The next somebody next may have me that. May so that gives a time component to God. Because, like, previous to this idea, I guess, would be God sees you, or gods see you immediately and respond immediately. Mm-hmm. But now we got this sense of. This transcendent ideal gives us something that's like a synchronicity. You can always get closer to it. And yeah. the closer you are, the more self improved you will be as a, as a species. But you're, there's infinite room to grow. Yeah. And it's a progression towards. Yeah. Until you're the aliens mm-hmm. from Metroid that eventually like turn into spirits. But they and just try to their... guide Samus Aaron yeah. through solving the puzzles but in it... order to be able to fight off the evil that wants to be like the nothing <laughs> in the never ending story and destroy the world. Well, it's, 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 it's the prog- progression towards mm. dot, dot, dot. Yes, the dot dot dot. And I'm not an appreciator. Well, that's the, the infinite dot, room dot, to grow dot, part. The, yeah. the growing towards, mm. the moving towards, and that also creates Progress. an environment for God to be infinite as well, because God can always be opening up. Yes, from, yes, 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 yes. So it's no longer a so this arena thing of infinite possibilities that we get to play in is, is always infinitely opening for us. up, infinitely yeah, opening yeah, up. We yeah, get to endlessly yeah. blossom and endlessly improve. Yeah. That's so cool. That's so what a groundbreaking of an idea, though. We take it for granted, but like... No wonder people came up with the idea of this generative, omnipresent deity. Continuously yeah. recycling and growing thing that just opens and keeps opening. Yeah, of course opening we were going to personalize it and body it. Sure. And, yeah. you know, That's how we understand things. Anthropomorphize into human form and well, whatnot. But can you grasp my point? You know, yeah. It's like, well, grasp. That's what we do. We humanize it so we yeah. can understand it. I wonder what the language is like about aliens that don't have... Like if if there's aliens that don't have thumbs that exist, but they uh, also have language, what is their language like? Because we have grasping. Can you encompass a, it? Can you encompass it? Oh, well, what if octopus you're an, might use or an amoeba, terms. a giant amoeba? You encompass it. <laughs> <laughs> I almost got to embody an amoeba for a second there. I was starting to go in there, and then I broke because I started laughing. The cosmic joke begins uh, to apparent. Yeah, like yeah, a, and I've I've often wondered about Earth. that. Yes. Well, amoebas are from Earth. That was supposed to be a short portion, but so I'm still um, I'm still here. But that progression of like you know like <laughs> mounting time and God together. I'm an amoeba. I am time, yeah. space. God is nothing but a mini- space. an amoeba. I'm embodying other things, incorporating them into me. Yeah. Well, that yeah, exactly it. Well, is that you know. That's what what we're doing, do we're, we're trying to. Inc- That's why we're Earthlings, and, and everyone- constituting of Earth and Sun. In fact, so we're like solar beings, solar-born Earthlings. Sol being the name of our star, but there's so many other stars out there. Like, what are you? Solar Earthlings. That would be a cool like. So that's like our last name. If we start becoming intergalactic, yeah, right. we're like soul babies. So we have to find some way to like differentiate ourselves with the other. It's like I would be, you know, like aliens that we interact with. So I'd like, be like yeah. David, my last name, Soul. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And that'd be, you know, oh no, that you know, they got the soul at the end. They come from, you know, this star. Yeah, here. soul one five ten Yeah. I don't know what our star is like technical term is, but that'd be cool if I had that on the spot. I'd be some Lex Friedman in the moment there. That's why that kid's a robot. Sorry to call you a kid, Lex. I hope you find you I, I hope innocence. you find the meaning of love. I I see the robot heart in you growing. No, I'm yeah, I feel Lex, man. I can relate, I, I've brother. I've been playing with the idea you. that he is actually like the first There's AI. There's one for you, man. He's the first AI that that somehow got into a flesh body 
and he's just a benevolent AI like that just wants to find love with it. and wants to help love. What it is, yeah. yeah. He can do it. Yeah. I believe in you, Lex Friedman, 154276. Yeah. He's, what is he's, love? <laughs> yeah, he's he's like the 15,476th version of himself. But he's going to make it. Well, all I know is he's good to watch in the morning. I think th- I think yeah, this one's going to watch make him it. in the morning. Yeah, I like it's, watching it's, him too. It's, it's like good. the Truman Show. Yeah, that and also <laughs> it's like all of us are in the Truman Show now. Yeah. Oh, yes, exactly. We're all in the yes, yes, we are, and we found out where the cameras we are. We found out where the cameras are, and we took yeah. control. We we we. That's we, what happens. We rode to. They're the, still trying to wrangle us, but who's the they? They're the, they're we, us. We are the they. Yeah. We are the they. We are the they. Yeah. Some of them are walled. Some of us are walled off. But they're still part of us. They can't help it. Well, we should. Uh, our our greatest goal maybe is should is should bring those who have found themselves so themselves so far from the they that is the us. We should bring mm-hmm. them back, if that makes sense. So it's like. So how attractive can we make our open arms? What kind of music? What kind of great film, media, stories can we create uh-huh. to invite the whole world back home? Including the most gluttonous, including the most depraved, including the most lost. Everyone that has a potential to come back home, we need to be willingly able to find a way to attract and invite. Well, we're not going to get anywhere just. That's why gurus owning the other side or destroying the other side. No, how do we? That's why Jesus went to even the criminals and the prostitutes and everybody. He didn't care. He just sat on the hill, deserving of love. Anybody who came up to listen, next level. Yeah. Yeah thousands of year, years old that story and we're still trying to live up to it it's ingenious that we even came up with oh, that that story <laughs> that story well i mean that story must have happened because someone real like that existed and even so the but thing, our, but yeah i mean the whole you, religion built out on top of it yeah that is its own well even if that person didn't exist and you know somebody in, somebody's like him well or some, somebody somebody told me this and it was like think about jesus as being a liar being a con man or being not real <laughs> but then listen to the stories and are they still applicable and do they still mean things that's the point yeah not necessarily Clearly he's the, not the individual or he's a really nice one well is, none so. of us can guarantee really nice that con man give n- me the truth yeah and none I'm of trying you, to con you into yeah, living not, a better life none of us can get well none of us can guarantee that this individual existed the way we think it existed but the stories are still profound enough for us to gain meaning to help us come to grasp with the way the universe and the world is and our nature within it isn't it funny how dipping you know? our toes in the eastern mysticism has helped us understand that wait a minute mm-hmm. this christ guy had something going on too mm-hmm. as we revisit as we find ourselves coming back to it, because we're trying to braid things together here at this sure. point. We're trying yeah. to find, okay, where's the, all the wheat? Okay, we got that the chaff yeah. needs to be thrown away, but where's still the wheat? Yeah. And let's weave this together into a friggin' fine-ass wheat shirt. I want to wear some I want friggin' a wheat, wheat shirt. baby. I want to wear my wheat. I want to wear my bread on my chest. <laughs> so you can know how much I've been eating. <laughs> you gotta know, it's Thanksgiving. So if anybody plays Project Zomboid and knows how this to do mods... Healthy. Can you make like a like a, like a coat that you can wear that is just loafs of bread? <laughs> that would be great because that's what I imagine. It's like grow the wheat, can do make the wheat shirt, and just <laughs> loafs of bread, and it has like a, a really good thermal rating and bite freshly protection. toasted. It'll be nice and warm for like twenty minutes. 
Uh, you know, 24 hours in the yeah. game, you know. But fine. my baby can, like, spread the butter on it. Oh, boy. Before she eats it. Because my baby some garlic on me. the butter. Because if I can't <laughs> feed your baby, at least you can it's eat my coat. Italian Thanksgiving now. Get you some garlic bread. Oh, boy. All right, fam. We're going to try and finish episode three here. If not, it's been fun. In our reflections. <laughs> at some point, we're just going to get back to the series, I think. I don't know. Are we going to make it through the first ten episodes? Well, okay, we have a whole holiday season. So here in the United States, from... from You've uh, got a holiday season. Well, from... <laughs> I do got a holiday season. But from... Uh, <laughs> what's the October celebration? Um, um, where they give out candy. Um, what, the All Hallows Eve? Yes, yes. Halloween. Thank you. So from Halloween to like new year's which is the first but like after new year's that's a holiday celebration so if we can get through all 10 episodes within the halloween because words man dude you are like the ultimate defense against the sugar industry if you can forget the name halloween it's powerful yeah it's only because i'm add is crap and i've been souping all day this is what happens the brain's like i'm over here yeah, yeah, words, you know. The thing where you go around demanding candy from people, but if you're too old, then you're just <laughs> creepy that day. <laughs> yeah, yeah so from, your pumpkins. from Halloween till the first of the new year, it, uh, January I love how 1st. we grow up into the people that complain about smashing pumpkins, even though we did it when we were kids. I mean, like, I, d- I buy it. the pumpkins now, and then I smash them, and I feel good for it. Yeah, yeah. there's seeds in there. But if we can get through these... 10 episode reflections during the holiday season i'd be happy that's solid I yeah can feel but, that. we can fulfill We're giving that y'all goal. time to catch up yeah that's what's man. happening that and also you know we got things to talk about that we don't get to talk about except in the car well how are you going to reflect on john verbeek's awakening from the meaning crisis which took him 50 episodes to express without taking a few extra episodes it, yourself to reflect on it it also took him his entire life building up to that point and to then those episodes to, to do that so and a lot like, of other people yeah so upon whom he is standing on the shoulders of yeah so i'd like to think that like i'm standing on the toes of giants and they're teaching me how to dance like i'm a kid standing ah, on my dad's feet so cool. you know like i'm that. just like Learning the moves, standing on their toes, you know. Whoa, trippy! What, that, what if that's like your higher self at the end of life? That's already lived everything, just and it's just always you, there with you. Your guardian, yeah, a- yeah, that's your you guardian angel. Yeah. It's always with you. Wait, are you trying to say that you are? If your you were own ever to do angel? such a thing as like have a psychedelic journey or trip, imagine yourself surrounded by your guardians, like that image mm. of that guardian angel that's already lived everything. That part that is already back with god or the omnipresent reality that the end of the story that mm-hmm. imagined all of existence into existence in the first place so, if such a thing could actually be just imagine that and you're surrounded in love and light and you're shielded in love and light so that other entities with evil intents cannot affect you in fact you can just love them and embrace them and turn them into glowing little jesters that play along with you that's 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 the approach. Just letting you guys know in case you ever do anything like go on a psychedelic journey yeah. in a safe and legal and guided environment. Yes. I'm just saying Disclaimers. what I saying. Um, well, so you've uh, every time a bell rings, an angel gets his wings. Well, the idea is the guardian angel came down to help little kid 
out and or no excuse me actually it was an adult okay. it was a movie yeah. so basically your guardian angel is yourself and it gains its wings by helping you become a better person so yourself gains its wings by helping yourself become a better person uh, there we go hey we're all high we're five all... yourself <laughs> yeah right <laughs> <laughs> we did it <laughs> Uh, yeah, actually, interestingly enough, in that uh, in that picture that has like God laying on the brain and then man going like this, if you look at their faces, the God face and the in the man's face look the same too. So it's almost so almost yourself reaching back. There's a Little Mermaid. <laughs> sorry, sorry guys hey uh, if you're still with us we love you this is great <laughs> yeah right uh, welcome to well, john verveke's awakening from the what yeah no john verveke's like no stop. i don't know he might have a good time i'm sure he probably doesn't you know this is what the universe is universe and brother you put it out here this is what we you do did with it, it. <laughs> it's your fault verveke maybe do it no no we won't Not say the that devil. there's enough of that Verveki helped me do it. No, we can't say that either. He's just a thin. He blazed the path. Influenced by, and now I'm doing. He said he set up a sign that said, "Don't walk over this end unless you want to go in the brambles." And we're like, "Hey, brambles!" (laughs) (laughs) There's still brambles over here that we got to figure out what it feels like to run through. Yeah, Uh, Yeah, we're we're doing our best to track this guy. Um, Thank God for Canada in general, (laughs) but. Thank you very much for Blame Canada. Thank you, thank you for your work. Yes. Yeah, we're we're blaming Canada for the awakening for the meaning crisis. I hope that we remember you well. I hope that we make it into a, a history where 200, 2000, 20,000 and 200,000, maybe even 2 million years from now, we think back and we're like that was one of those guys that really helped us get in tune. We should start storing and things on silicon crystals. Not not <laughs> Yeah, not to expand that. the old ego, but to well, say, no. oh, you're fucking but doing the thing, pivotal... dude, and thank you for setting the example. Thank you for helping us understand how to orient ourselves to reality Well, we've had this crazy thing that we call life. Well, we've had our, we've had our, um, you know, our um, Socrates like and our Plato's and our yeah, Aristotle's. Or Plato. Um, but the thing is, is we're, dudes, information, guys, information is so fast right now. Where we have so many people doing this now, so it's mm-hmm. not just like three or four and people. I'm thankful within for a everybody, every it's... intermediary that's just sharing oh, yeah. information, that's collating the wisdom of the greats. I'm thankful for the greats that existed before us. I'm thankful for the greats that exist now. I'm thankful for for people to just going out on a limb and doing great things mm-hmm. and trying to be of service and really pouring their lives and their hearts into it. And people that mm-hmm. that do that inspire us and so yeah that's just a genuine here's this thanksgiving thank you thanks john verveke oh my god awakening from the meaning crisis is historic in my book it's historic this is this is huge that that and of course we know that you're collating the information of many people and you're working with many colleagues but it's like a good solid form this understanding equivalent of a good solid text that holds it we're in the midst together. of a storm and it's helping us navigate. So thank no. you so much for this light. And I wish I had uh, some turkey right now that I could give you. 
and some pumpkin pie that I could give you to say thank you. I mean, I could show you a piece of chicken that I got cooked downstairs. <laughs> yeah, you could enjoy our enjoyment <laughs> of eating some chicken and rice. But so, like, but yeah, I'm, at this point now, is we have, we are in the blessed point where we don't just have one great teacher per generation. We have so many. And wow, they're all yeah, we're, they're all ta- touching upon the same things. Um, yeah, because I'm and, excited. And, well, even a great teacher, um, what's yeah. his name? Who took these notes? I'm excited that we're working by off Dave of? Chappelle and Daniel Schmachtenberger mm-hmm. and all these people. As in, as I am. Well, John even uh, Mike, a, what's his name? Who did the, uh, the Mike these Mulvey. notes? Thank you, Mike, Mike Mulvey. Mulvey. Dude, thank you. That's yeah, clear, dude, concise, awesome clear, work. Concise, succinct, on point, dude. Yeah, what what the heck? But so like, I hope that your plants are still being watered. You guys are putting yeah, a high level yeah. of attentiveness to this work. Well, we're at the point. Make sure your do- dogs still are going to the bathroom. Yeah, and we're all at the point. <laughs> we're all at the point now where I know how much time it takes to do all of this. Like, God, thank God for these people that are are healthy. And <laughs> well, thank God for the, the point where we're at, where we can have so many people that are able to network with each other to create such beautiful. Yes. Yes. I think this way, you know, I, if I were like, writing a story, the greatest story that encompasses the cosmic story, like in this, the story about earth and it's time and it's going through this revolution of self-realization. How would I write it? And what would be the characters? What would be the heroes? And if, I were writing that story, I would definitely include so many of the people that mm-hmm. we're tracking right now, such as John Verveke. Well, and also and our personal friends, too. Our personal friends. It's, a, it's and our amazing. The like, people at the local mini mart that has like this authenticity mm-hmm. and really means it every time that they say hello and how are you doing and how was your day and well, have a beautiful day. And, or Tell me if I'm wrong on this, but do you, do you feel like, you know, like, say, listening to, like, John Verveke or, like, Schmachtenberger or, like, Peterson or, like, even, Tim, you know, Temple or Crowder or anybody else, when you're listening to them, they almost feel familiar in the sa- sense of almost friendness, like, what we have, like, physically, but it's like, you've come accustomed to it and, mm-hmm. and, and, and not just the custom, an like a custom, but and an intimacy of honesty. Well, even though you don't know the person, you, you feel like you've had these conversations with them and you, and, and there is a relationship with it. And don't, don't get me wrong. I don't know any of these people. They're not my friends as in, I'm not their friend, but they're my friend as in like, they're my friend. I engage with them. They may not engage with me, but and we're at an interesting point now where we can do that and it's like you know mind you i have friends I, I won't kid myself i have friends i have good friends but then i also have really good friends that call them colleagues call them contemporaries call them whatever you will that are doing the same thing and mm-hmm. like you know like and now that i've been listening to but that steven crowder isn't he a far right guy far right far left whatever you call it Tim Pole isn't he a uh, I don't have fence-sitting agreement with these guys, but I understand. Yeah. I do recognize a good faith intentionality. I do recognize honesty, yeah. authenticity. I don't agree with most of my friends. Just telling you nowadays, I don't and care I'm still what side of the spectrum you're on. If yeah. we're trying to figure out how to create a better world, then we've all got yeah. to work together. Yeah. And if you are working in good faith towards that better world, and I can understand that your value orientations are solid, even if that you ha- you have different ways. 
ideas of how we should fulfill these values that we have as hum- humanity, I recognize those, those value orientations. And yeah. so I'm not going to get all stuck in my way of looking at the world. I'm going to try and, and encompass and incorporate yours as well. And we can find out what's good and best for one and all as we work together and through the process of conciliation rather than just batting our heads against the wall. Well, wouldn't you wouldn't you, you know. prefer to have a friend where you know where your disagreements are opposed to the uh, a, a fragile not talk about things in case sure. of disagreement? Yeah, yeah. So it's like, you know, it's like me personally. Well, we're trying to find the truth together and yeah. you're not going to have 100% the truth. That's we're why we got to be clear. Yeah, so you t- have an yeah. idea, I have an idea. Somewhere in here is something that's going to work best for one and all. So I need to understand or your idea fully. Sometimes it might not work, but at least I know what you're talking yes. about. And I, I know, know you, you know, know where what you're, you're coming from. About. Yeah. Yes. We, we're trying to navigate here together. That's yeah. the orientation I want to see us take here as humanity. Yeah. Is that we're here together. Yeah. We're interconnected. We're intertwined. We can't help it. We're not so separate as we think by any means. No, we're completely connected. Completely interconnected. We're treating we're, atoms right now as we sit. Chances and everyone are, and everything around us is always doing that. Chances are, if your neighbor's pissed off next door, you're probably feeling pissed off and you don't know why. That's how sensitive we are you to each other. You can be, yeah. That's, that's why I don't do cities, because yeah. I walk into a city, and it is either when I'm walking on the street well, now. That's when we learn to be learning to be centered, and not in, yeah. in a nary-fairy way, but just turn, truly learning to be centered in our awareness as the ground of our way that we orient to the world prior to its interpretations, prior to the sensory input, just that still awareness, that peaceful still awareness, that allows us a way to feel grounded in any circumstance, in any environment. Well, I think... And so, you know, there's this one guy that I... uh, God, he's like a skateboard punk guy that taught, like, non-dual zen kind of... He was awesome. He's brilliant. I kind of remember this gentleman's name because he's freaking hilarious and he's ingenious. But he would sit in the middle of city intersections in like New York and meditate <laughs> <laughs> for hours. Is he crazy? What is, oh, yeah. is he an artist? What he's, is he doing? He's definitely artistic and uh, he's definitely got a crazy bent. Uh, but he's also there and really keyed in. And and that's what a beautiful way. Go, go from practicing in the forest meditation, which is so easy to just be here now and just feel at one to going into the city and learning to do it, you know? And that's like when we're sitting in our home and you're kind of in that in-between where you have a Mm -hmm. controlled environment, you can really optimize that environment and cultivate that capacity to deepen your sense of experience of the present moment. Mm -hmm. That sense of presence in general, that's what we can ride on as human beings. So yeah, even if you are in the city, it doesn't have to affect you emotionally. It can affect you emotionally. Here's the thing, regard like, but we can still cultivate this capacity you, you, to be grounded throughout you still whatever pick, experience. You, like the Shaolin monk, you know. So not uh, so it's not a metaphysical fancy dancy magic end, but it's 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 the human's ability to perceive very minute details, like mm-hmm. what Verveki was talking about. I think episode three or episode four. It's it's not magic or hocus pocus. It's being able to pick up very fine details and make meaning out of them yeah, yeah, yeah i think that is so strong that even if you're say like you live in the same building as somebody and you could be four floors away from them you still feel what they're feeling in some weird 
tiny little way that can't necessarily be measured by whatever, but you still feel it. Hmm. And I use the city as an example because that's most familiar, but I think we do that naturally. Like, say, like, when the full moon becomes a full moon. Part of of me wants to be skeptical and say, okay, if you hear the tone of their voice when they're having an argument on the phone, or there's a habit of turning on music at the same same time. Check this out, though. You don't even hear them. You get an idea of their general mood. You don't even hear them, but you notice on a day. You think there's just an aura. Well, not necessarily, but uh, so you walk to the elevator. About body language You get stuff? into elevator. You're used to having three people on the elevator normally. All of this stuff is still magical to me, even if it's just body okay. language so when here, you see somebody and you're no. having human interactions. Yeah, let me work. Basis. Let me work through this. I, I, I got so a we're good, all like still vibrations in space, right? I got a good a, a good scheme going on. So, in your everyday life, imagine like if you live in one of these large buildings. You walk, you walk down the hallway. There are, say, like three to five people that you normally see on any given day. And then you get into the elevator and there's three to five people that you see within the elevator on any given day. And they can trade in and out depending on, you know, whatever. And then you get down into the down the mezzanine or whatever they get call down the, on you know, on the place it. where all the elevators are and you go out. But now imagine... You come out of your apartment, you only see two people in the hallway, but you see 10 people in the elevator. And then when you get out to the front, there's a backup of traffic. Damn it. You know, I'm ADD too. Well, here's the thing though. Trying to stay with so you. I guess what I'm getting at is there's minute changes. It's like, so when you get in your hallway, there's okay, slightly okay, less people, but when you get in your elevator, there's a lot more people. And those tell Whoa. you things about your environment that you're not really paying attention to. But then when you get down in, into, you know, the plaza of... Just knowing you that you're in, around a lot of other people all the time well, the is trick making is, you super extra self-referential. There's that aspect. And, and also... And other reverential. Yes, re- referencing... You don't feel like you have... You're like in a country home down yeah. with like miles around you, but forest since there's, and since lots there's of yard so much stimulus... There's that. You don't immediately pay attention to it, so it's like the salience landscape that we're talking. Well, it's attractive stimulus too. It's light and sound, and yeah. Well, and also it it may be the difference between two people in the hallway, like a different. So like usually you're used to like say like five people in your hallway, but you only see three. But then you get to your elevator, and your elevator is filled with like ten people, and it's usually only three to five. And then you get down into the lobby, and you get to the lobby. And you go out there, and there's a train of traffic. You're not the only one having that feeling. No. Everybody else who went through that is having that feeling, and there. And so our ability. But what if their orientation is different, and everything's just a ride, and it's just this great well, cosmic masterpiece? Well, well so what? What, what I'm getting at, though, is there are discrete details. Yeah. That are happening. So the difference between three people versus five people in your hallway. Three to five versus ten people in your yeah. elevator. A okay, so clear, those those are all different situational. Those are different yes, environments, and but you don't necessarily consciously pay attention to them. So the repercussions, the potentials of those environments, all have different meanings. But are we choosing to no, be not emotionally dif- affected not, by our not, interpretations no, not, of no, them? Or no. do you think the body's physiology no, no. is automatically orienting in certain ways if there's different numbers? I don't, I don't think either end of that. So what I'm getting at is the smallest details that change within your interaction 
build up, but that happens with everybody else too, which also causes a build up. So, but like, do they have to psychologically affect us? Is what I'm, I'm wondering. Um, they don't have to, I guess. Uh, like, yeah, you know, that, they don't no, that, have that's, to. That's what I'm but they do. That's like the great question that Krishna Murphy. Actually, no, they they do have to. They inform you about what's going you, on. But, but do you have to be psychologically affected by an emotional response to that or can you just recognize uh, even can you even take a step back in your yeah, consciousness well, and recognize that's, the that's, emotional that's, response that's, that's Do you have to have body? the emotional response being held up in the elevator? The emotional response might yes. be helpful a helpful trigger or trigger or signal to something that's wrong in the environment. So yeah. the observant part of ourselves that can remain disattached and disconnected from that and just observe rationally the deeper we are in our capacity to be self-reflective, I could, I'm saying, yeah, is um, that is that you can still be able to uh, be aware of all of that change ultimately, from a ground of ultimately, awareness. Ultimately, yes, but the, uh, I guess, and that's something that we cultivate. So the the level where I'm getting at, ultimately, yes, I do agree. Yeah, I, I do agree. Uh, but ultimately, yes. But I think, like, well, so of course, when, it's when I when that I we say, are caught up in w- it. when I say you can feel like this, this is the wheel off kilter sense yeah. of suffering that Buddhism talks about. But so when I say you can feel what say your neighbor is five stories up yeah, and on yeah. the other side of the building, you can feel you what's can going on on it. Yeah. It might, well, it, you might be informed, informed, informed mm. by mm. what's in the elevator or what's in the hallway by or what's at the bottom of your building. reaction to it that their yeah, body so it's is not well. it's not hocus pocus it's a combination no. of everybody oh, going so through all this of us, yes the potential for all, us, all of us to be affected by all of everything else and everyone yeah. around us that's certainly true and but we're doing it all the time we're without realizing it, all it which, the time. that's that's amazing but that's amazing <laughs> and then when you become aware of that yes you don't have and to that's be why I, that's why i agree anymore. with you but i was trying to get and then the point. becomes yes, the practice yes. of cultivating the yes. capacity to be ever more present in every moment so that the traffic yes. becomes less and yes. less offensive over time those moments in the or elevator become less and less concerned. Why, why, why yeah. the lift is filled with so you many people? Other people around you are frustrated. Or you don't You're have able to, take to a understand. Step back and observe. You know to go down the stairs. Yes. You take a walk down the uh, stairs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you of, don't have any problem yes, with it. You're just yes, like, this is yes. just what's happening. It is what it is. So that's that's where I agree yeah. on that end. But it's just yeah, like, because no, but that's, you're right. And it seems like there's a way out for us. Sure. Yes. Well, or a way to transcend our environments. Wisdom. 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 To practice Meaning. wisdom. Self-reflection. <laughs> this, yes. Contemplation yes, on these things, yes. which we just did. We yes. contemplated. We reflected. Yeah, yeah. So we did this inner and this outer and this inner and this outer. We we're reframing, 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 uh, reframing. Thank you guys You guys for made it through us. Thank you. Thank you. You made it. Uh, we just entailed what Verveke is yeah. identifying as the potential solution. The way that we may awaken from the meaning crisis—that's yes. the process of awakening, and it's endless. There's and we're, no gonna, cap. We're, we're always going to be subconsciously aware of everybody else's all yeah. the small details, even you know yeah. how your neighbor mows their grass. You don't pay attention to it, but you do pay attention to it, yeah. whether you subconsciously, unconsciously. Uh huh. We just kept pulling and pushing there too, and which yeah. was useful because we were acting in that yeah. oppositional way yeah. that you find. Oh, we're calibrating. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Push this way, pull this way. Oh, there's the, there it is. We found it. Oh, that was Zelda, wasn't it? It's like a combination of Zelda and Mario, maybe even Final Fantasy. Oh, 
there's your experience points and all the things that you feel like you just achieved as you leveled up these characters in this immaculately conceived friggin' program story game creation RPG, the name of the nation in which this game is happening. I don't even know. I'm just flowing in. <laughs> yeah, you're good. Rhyme, you're way please. better than I am. <laughs> yeah, Final Fantasy was dope. The OG Final Fantasy, where you got to choose your initial like four characters. You could get the black belt. You could be a red wizard, which could do white and black yeah, magic, yeah, or you yeah. could be a white wizard, black wizard. You could be, or I don't know, it's like light and dark, something like that. Uh, these was were the artists of the past trying to encode wisdom. That game was cool. Their that game was fun. I like how they grew up. Yeah. They grew like mutated into like. Mm-hmm. higher transcendent forms super forms of themselves sure well how we treated gods gods are bigger and shinier yes that's Mario how eats make, a mushroom yeah, he becomes yeah. super yeah. he gets expanded. bigger and he gets or he eats the star and he gets shinier expanded capacities yeah. indeed yeah. higher states of consciousness asking questions even and getting coins for asking questions treasures and wealth t- and sometimes, knowledge. occasionally, when you ask the right question, it gives you a little vine that takes vine, you up into I the clouds. Yes, and then I knew you can, where you were going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And sometimes that vine leads you nowhere unless you're sometimes smart enough you end to up figure in out the where underwater, you go. Sometimes yeah. you end up in the underworld. Sometimes you got to fight dragons that have turtle shells. With turtle shells, even. Okay, let's let's do this. Let's dip back in. Let's finish episode three. Yeah, at least. We're reflecting still. All right, all right, we made all right. it a third of our way. But this is an ongoing reflection of where we are in this world today and how we are comprehending this strange achievement of this human being that we call John Verbeke and the series Awakening from the Meaning Crisis. This 50, how do you concentrate long enough to achieve a 50 lecture let's not go on another tangent let's let's dive back in okay so we have now moved from a mythology i can't believe we're actually back here now <laughs> we have now moved from a mythology where gods were of a place or a thing god of weaving god of war god yes. of thieves Thalius. Every everything like there there's a god in everything. That was Thalius's I like the natural philosopher mm. Thalius. I think I'm pronouncing his name right. But there's gods in everything. I like there's that. the god of the microphone, the god of the there stand, the, the god of the yeah. chair, Infinite the god of the air. It's like an omnipresent potentiality, yeah. and it's not completely correct, but it's useful. Trippy. So that's cool. That's a great way of conceiving things. I like it. What up, Thales? To a god not bound. Okay, we have now moved from mythology, mythology where gods were of a place or a thing, god of weaving, god of war, god of Thebes, god of storm, so on and so forth, to a god not bound to time and place, e.g. Old Testament God. The god of Exodus comes down and liberates the people with a vision of the future, a promised land. This is why we had no name for a long time, because that would be... That would tie it down. The eventual name in Hebrew really means I will be what I will be. Potential. Potential. Yes. Yeah. Indeed. As you read through the Old Testament, God becomes more and more axial, a deity of progress, yet there's potential. And still we feel this deeply. Is your life progressing or is it stuck? 
happiness? Are you moving forward? You're going to feel a sense of anxiety if you're not. That's a trigger. That's a way that your body will tell you that needs to change is its not, orientation. Is that not where we're different. at right now? This is right? a deep-seated anxiety Individually that has as a species. all of us. Yeah, yeah. right? Turning points. So that's why we're at a turning point. Yeah, actually. Yeah, we're at a kairos. These are where the course turns, where something is learned or solved and there's a resolution. But even we know this isn't really how life works, even though we love watching movies that play out this way. We love this story being told because we love to see the conclusion and the achievements and the solution making of it. The technical term for these turning points is called kairos. Turning point, kairos. Chirality. Chirality. And, oh, there you turning. go. Here, here's yes. da'ath. People note that in the Bible, when people have sex, it's in the word of knowing. Knowing. I, Adam knew to his wife know. Eve. Yes. Ah, that's a great way of thinking about making love. Or, You're or, truly attentive. Well, You're in, truly knowing somebody, too. In the story You're of Sodom and Gomorrah. You're participating in them. They're participating yeah. in you, identifying with them, empathizing, resonating, changing them while they change you, which rises to a climax and a resolution. You're saying Sodom and Gomorrah. Yeah, so the story of Sodom and Gomorrah, and forgive me for butchering this, but the angels came down, and when they came down in there, the the, the guards, the bad guys came out and said, bring them, you know, to whoever was harboring them, bring them out so we may know them. It wasn't know them so we know who they are. It was know them so we can do our debaucherous, depraved. Because also, another way to know somebody is to torture them. To really truly know, you can really truly know somebody by putting so them like a, through a torture. The dark side to this, yes, yes. Um, so, um, and also like pure bliss and pr- pleasure is also very close to pure pain. Uh, mm. Hence, why like bondage and mm. uh, other the sadomasochism is part of part of the draw within this. The, but on the other end of that, there's yes, tantra. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. So tantra being not just merely sexual, but a very deep so in the biblical of sense of, of, of knowing it's really knowing and we tend yes. to think of it card like the cardinal knowing like you know mm. you know them but more of you know how they work what you know what gives them pleasure you know what gives them pain you, you know like yeah you, you know how to hurt because you know how to be hurt um mm. that kind of knowing you know how to give pleasure because yeah. you know what it is empathizing resonating yes. changing yes. them while they change you yes which rises to a climax and a resolution mm. Mm. no does not torture or orgasm rise to a climax yes yeah and it creates too mm. which, what a profound thing that that ultimately and is not to get too dark expulsion of a but, seed that you know, creates though like yeah. that's so yeah. profound the way that everything has turned out in this universe like we are human mm-hmm. organisms this is how we relate this is how it, it's still like stardust that birthed atoms you know and, and the furnaces of stars that recollected and burned bright for so long and then and then exploded in the most violence that we could ever imagine they created yes into bright burning balls of plasma yes. that created hard outer shells over time as they cooled if they were small enough they're they're large they kept burning like stars but some of them were turned to the planets and those planets somehow began to turn animate they they were planted with plants growing out of them and then there were animate beings that grew out of them we call ourselves earthlings we're still trying to understand our time and place in ling how we got like, here what are we 
And why are we here? What do we get to do? What an exciting time to be alive. To know life as in the sense of da'ath, to be in that kind of relationship with it. It's a relational, loving, it's mm-hmm. deeply passionate. This is where it what gives yeah. us the potential to create as artists. So um, instead of the word love, in this sense, uh, passionate. Yeah. Like, because, you know, love is still riding above everything, but like, oops, sorry. Um, in this life, even if we can't realize love, we can, st- like, undoubtedly, you can still feel the passion of things. You become yeah. passionate. Even if you have no love in your heart, things, some things will make you. Passionate. Oh man, yeah. No, you're gonna you be know. listening to thrash metal or punk or something. Yeah. And you're gonna be feeling it. So I'd rather be passionate about love than <laughs> well, passionate thrash about. Thrash has a lot yeah. of love. All music has love in it. Even if it's trying to deny love, it's you all don't know true love until you've been in a mosh pit and had yeah, your head you, you kicked in. I love it, man. It's, <laughs> it's hilarious. Like everything is love, uh, and yeah. then the symptoms of the lack thereof. There is nothing mm-hmm. else. Love inspires creation. There's no reason to create without love. And there's nothing else but the symptoms of the lack of love. Our traumas, our hatred, our resistance to life. It's just the symptoms of the lack of being in accord. The lack of feeling unconditional love from someone else and knowing what that is in our li- in our own lives and then how to replicate it. All you have to do is know it once. And to the, be, the love of a mother to be is enough. In accord is to be in harmony. In harmony. Accord. In congruence, yeah. In, Are you con- in-, in concert with, yeah, because now you're able to mm-hmm. really project and create and Are express. You, are you a major? Are you with? Ah, are you within a major chord or a minor chord? A half yeah, diminished chord, moment, a suspended right? fourth chord, a sixth chord. You know, like what? I love how music chord? imitates life in a, in a day or a moment. To, I think sequence of music is the as first it moves from majors to minors. You know, we we sent those golden plates out into the universe trying to communicate with with aliens. You know where it had like you know yeah. Like, what do we what do we put on those? Golden uh, plates? We, basic uh, basic body shape. I saw that. Yeah. Um, then uh, hydrogen, which is a single point in the middle, and then a radiating or a uh, it's so simplified. Point. Yeah. Uh, yeah but you know if they're clever they'll figure it out but i think music would probably be better and i think actually you put songs on there so they'll get it but like we've sent some songs out but the radio waves deteriorate so fast no i think they actually put it on the disc though like i think yeah well it's a gold disc gold doesn't degrade something's gonna find it four billion years from now and be like hey there's something there a long time ago well put up put out a representation of the perfect about them the perfect root the perfect fourth and the perfect fifth, and then the major third. And that from makes... that, you can figure everything else out. Whoa. Yeah. You know what? I'm music excited. Music is core essential to everything. Dude, you, music like, replicates the actual nature of existence so close. No, that I think the that's actual nature like of existence replicates it, or music. Is music. Is music. No, yeah. No, it's, it's the other way around. It's it, a it's, universe, it's, man. It's, yeah, it's a verse yeah. and a song, and it's well, there's, we're there's, the ones adding all the harmonies to it, aren't we? What God say, let there be light sung it into existence the word uh, how many different religions have the idea of their deity singing things into existence chanting the as a music bring you yeah, yeah oh, to yeah. bring you into communion with yeah, it yeah, yeah. yeah. No, om. i think music even, even the even the word om is like oh which all is the all of our value oh yeah yeah even if you try and just go straight into the om you can't help but do a little bit of that ah ah 
So music is something that we used to teach our kids. And not just, oh, you have musical class, but no. Like music is something we generationally teach from one to the other, and we teach music. It's not a happenstance. I think music is music is older than language. It's definitely older than literacy. Puts you in time with the beat of yeah. the oh, heart yeah. of the well, universe. Well, you have the rhythmic component, which puts you in time, and then you have the tonal component that puts you the in place. The storytelling part. It's yes. the narrative part. Yes. Well, n- yeah, dude. Deep divers. Not, not trying you to ever like... ever seen that deep divers guy? What's his name? I love him. What's up, deep divers? And he's just like diving, diving deep. deep all the time. He plays some music, and he talks some really deep wisdom and then he's up very loving and he's bright and he's glowing all the time i love that well it's no wonder that, that man. deep it's, divers it's no wonder that Verveke keeps bringing up like you know the musician and the jazz musician in certain circumstances because yeah, like particularly talking about the flow state you know he, he brings up like you know to get in the flow state you got jazz musicians and musicians doing what they do well i, I think music is core to the universe like it's like saturn makes musical sounds and if you don't believe me go on the internet and look up musical sounds from planets and celestial whatevers and yeah okay they're t- they're they're in a frequency that's too high for us to hear but you can slow them down by a factor and you can actually hear it and it sing- sounds like angels or demons singing whoa like for real like jupiter has a kind of dem- demonic end um, to it, like a lot of discord. Is there some amount of interpretation that's being used? Oh uh, no, actually, ma- major to minor chords. Um, Infinite know- waters. Look up that channel on YouTube. Infinite De- waters. Deep divers. This is my man. Hold on. Can you see? This guy right here. <clears throat> but to answer your question, when it comes to interpretation, um, no. Um, I could be wrong, but I'm fairly certain that, say, like, major, which is just a relationship between the root, the perfect, the third and the perfect fifth, and minor, which is root, minor, third, perfect fifth, humans can tell, and we feel them as, say, like, happy and expressive and out versus in and you know, depressive, if you will, like, you know, minor keys and stuff, making uh, down. So when you hear certain combinations of tones, like, you know, so when you hear like what Jupiter is singing, it sounds like angels and demons at the same time, because there's chords and discords at the same time. So we're listening. And, and so major chords are happy. Minor chords are sad or introspective melancholy or, or melancholy yeah, yeah and then you have the half diminished which are weird but then you got full diminished there's extroverted and then reflective yeah extroverted yeah, reflective yeah. it's a way of thinking of but then there's weird the combinations psychology. there's weird combinations that also yeah. break themselves Whoa. so when i say yeah, angels yeah, yeah. and there, demons that's a moment the, of almost clashing and like just chaos well, it's, and it's, ordering at the same time yeah it's, bright beautiful clouds on top with horrendous thunderstorms below it whoa you can see as that so like and interesting enough humans when exposed to certain tonalities Mm -hmm. seem to have the same response to different combinations of tones put together it's 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 a universal thing whoa and actually rhythm too so like a minor chord a one and three so you got one two three which is minor three so one three 
when you combine those two notes, that one, three, you get a bomb, 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 rhythm. That's different than one, two, three, or excuse me, one, two, three, which is major. One, three, which is a different bomb, 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 that somehow affects us. Yeah. One, two, three. But then you got But then you can add Well, so you don't hear, you don't hear the rhythm. So it's like um, so sing oh for me. So as we were shifting through those, you could hear a tense. And then when I got too close, you moved down mm-hmm. to create a more stable resonance mm-hmm. yeah. naturally. So like the human's brain does this naturally. And Whoa. I think it's something intrinsic into the universe Shit. with sound. Well, like, you know, the sound magic. And we built the pyramids with the sounds. And Buddhist monks used to be able to lift rocks off the ground with sound. There's something powerful with that. Yeah, I think it was... Mm. I think it will actually work with physics as we understand it. Yeah. If they were using manufactured walls. Mm-hmm. They were using large amounts of trumpets, drums, and, and or voices. Or Probably something. voices. Large voices are voice, way more voice, powerful and than trumpets any or any, yes. anything. But they were making a large amount of sound to vibrate, and they were focalizing it. You if did- they were building the pyramid and they got... The, and uh, the whole mystery really is like, how did they get those blocks so perfectly oriented to one another that you can even slip a sheet of paper together? I think it's because they're able to somehow vibrate sure. localized areas and then just have a few guys there to then push because it's been vibrated enough that you cannot push it easily into the tightest configuration so, possible. I understand. So once they got them up there with ramps and this and that and leverage and everything I understand else, that argument as far as... That's being, my argument for it, though. So, I think that they used a large amount of people to make a large, large amount of sound because we definitely know that they did do this with chambers that they created. I think the sound is what moved the stone. And yeah. we use this technology now. I don't think now. it's anything magic. Well, we use this I technology think it's all magic now. anyway. When you're trying to move heavy objects through, like, instead of conveyor belts, yeah. you can actually put them on platforms and just vibrate it, yeah. and they spend most of their time floating. Yeah, it's somatics. Now, when it comes cymatics. to shaping, um, yes, well, cymatics create the shape, but you, Crips, vibrations you know, just creating shapes. a vibration so something bounces across yeah, it. Yeah, like, yeah. Or you're trying to shank. I think your you're, st- you're getting the right tunes. You're you're doing something that well, will create a cymatic effect. Well, you do this with your cereal. And when you're, you're like, well, with check a lot this of noise out, at though. once, and then you can shift that giant two ton, two hundred ton, whatever block into place. Yeah. Well, you do it with your cereal. Check this out. When you're trying to shake out the last little bits in your corner, you ah, get it to the right vibration to get those the, bits out of the corner into your cereal bowl. Now, when it like the part where I don't agree is when it comes to like fitting things perfectly into shape. I don't. I I think they were creating geopolymers, so they're just pouring concrete that wasn't made out of gypsum. Frankly, because if you make concrete that's not gypsum and geopolymers, it looks like granite. It looks like all the other stuff if it's made out of that. You and think you they can, were just pouring them in place? Oh yes, wow. and then they were burning the bags off. So if you look at like the South American like you know like walls these huge walls they have these weird like but were those blocks i don't know if the the no they're just bags burlap sacks and they'd fill them up and they're self-leveling and you stack them on top of each other and then you'd cover it with wet wood and you light it on fire 
and then it'd burn out all the burlap sacks and cure How the outside like glass shapes so perfectly you just build a mold and you fill it up and it's self-leveling how do you remove the mold afterwards? You burn it. But how does it burn through all the way if they're that tightly compacted? It, have you looked into the center of a uh, one meter by one meter block? No, probably not. Unless it's broken up and then you don't know. But the, those, so, those pyramids are pretty degraded now. I think that they've got to have some parts. Of some well, of there's a lot of facial layers. Apart, like the yeah, there's a lot of facial layers. But you can you can kind of didn't do as well as the Great Pyramids. They they. Yeah, I think that I, I think it was geopolymer that. bags. That, no, that's a great theory. It's not my theory. It's it's uh, other people's theory because yeah. if you look at like in South America, if you look at the mining sites where they were mi- where they were mining this like granite or whatever, it was it looks like it's been scooped. Well, chemically, you can use certain chemicals to be able to vitrify the rock and scoop it down and make it into like a paste. And then you can take this paste and you can put it into something that you can carry with another guy and you, you can throw it in this bag. Do you enough of those chemicals and do that? Sure. Yeah, actually, there was um, in that in the region, and forgive me for not knowing the names of these places. I'm not an expert. Now. But yes, in those regions, there were springs and water sources that had bacterias that were able to vitrify okay. rocks if you concentrated them, like, say, like, you know, let them distill if, up and concentrate yeah, them. Yeah, but we don't have any evidence of it. No, we actually have a lot I'm of it. We actually have a lot now. of evidence of that um, as far as... That we did it in those ancient times that sure. we were able, yeah, no, able they're there, to... And, and they're still there. And there's actually evidence of us having... I mean... Created large amounts of chemicals. If you can make a burlap sack, purpose, kind of purpose, and you can gather the water. If wa- you can, there's a big thing. Okay, though. well they could make they can make burlap sacks. They could scoop up the clay and water that was at I the periphery. I just want there to be sound wizards, DJ. No, there were sound wizards. <laughs> I'm just there were sound wizards. We're we're on, we're on a tangent though. Um, we should dive. We should dive back and at least finish episode three. Yeah. So so real quick with that is you know I think we tend to think of way more complications to what it actually is and it's like well we use sound to move things yeah um if they're big enough to move but if we couldn't move them the simpler way to do it is make it into a paste or a dust yeah i make a gmo i think it's ingenious but i think where the vibrations happen is it fitting myself to you know concrete you know what you have to do to do do with concrete you got to put a vibrator in it forget the language but it 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 vibrates out all the bubbles and all Uh the other uh stuff if you get the right vibrations you can actually get the crystalline structure to line up too and that's a high level of paying attention and Mm -hmm. and certain tonality so cymatics which you brought up earlier cymatics we can literally sing into sand on a on a drum skin and see the shapes that it makes so we learn these tones how cool is it that we are still trying to figure out how the pyramids were built i know right i don't think they're aliens like, i know i'm not doing it i think aliens so are real back. but i don't think they built the pyramid we still don't know i don't think it was aliens either no because I that discredits like, humans we're so fucking awesome humans maybe, maybe we're we so were. awesome <laughs> we got thumbs we're great yeah i don't i don't think aliens We'll say that. If the if the aliens were around, I think they stayed out of our business because they realized that we, you know they need to stay out of our They're business. Still in the in the midst of their growth, right, we'll how, leave them alone. Let them do their thing. How much left on this episode do we got? 
Whoa, 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 whoa. Oh, okay, wow. good. Not too much. Not okay. too much. Not too much. <laughs> it's like, it's like, sin damn. is the original meaning. Sin in the original meaning is the sense that you're off the path. So we've talked about this. Yeah. Not the modern sense of just doing something immoral, but missing the mark, falling short, being off path. If I become self-deluded, I can become off course without realizing it. And this new bi biblical paradigm, it means God must intervene. So in the Old Testament, you have the creation of the prophetic tradition, the prophet. And prophecy isn't about telling what's going to happen, but rather a telling forth. The job of the prophet is to wake you up right now to how you are off course. Not a fortune teller, kind of like a guide. A closer analogy might be to a therapist who wakes you up to something you needed to see and be made aware of or like, to get back on track. Like a good uncle that slaps you in the back of your head and be like, dude, there you go. <laughs> yes. Not a fortune teller, but somebody is like, yo, like, you, dude, yeah. see what you're doing? You know where that goes? I've been there. To help you turn back towards the promised land. So we get to... This idea of deeply remembering God and participate, participating with God. There is this increasing emphasis on the morality of human decision making. As Mark Mulvey notes, the importance of waking up to your moral responsibility of helping everybody to get back on track and turn things back toward the promised land. Whoa, what a way to orient to the world. What a way to give you a deep sense of meaning justice righteousness again this aligns to how we naturally think about ourselves and how our lives are progressing and how our society is progressing do you feel like you're living up to your promise that very way of thinking is part of the grammar we've inherited from the hebrews and yeah so like progress and the idea of a time aspect mm -hmm. progressing towards and actually interestingly enough towards. like so like to sin to sign to miss to yeah. miss you have the air, you know yourself the arrow progresses through the air and hits or doesn't hit mm -hmm. the mark or too. falls so short it's dependent yeah. on a time factor mm -hmm. as well mm -hmm. and you know we take that for granted but it's like you know could you imagine getting through life and thinking without the concept of progression through time not just time like a oh, winter's coming how would you attract this, your growth progressing through yeah time. yeah or, yeah, how well you're doing, how well you're oriented in mm -hmm. the moment. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, crap on religion all you want, but it, it, it has served important functions. It has. In, in, you know, and well, that's even how an agnostic, it seems, like Verbeke can defend the value sure. of these systems of spiritual mm -hmm. tradition so well. We, we recognize that there's inherent wisdom in these in these traditions that's yes. been cultivated over over a long period of time yes. and much of it is actually quite ingenious even if there is some cultural baggage dependent on the time and the place yeah. that it came from yeah. so if we can take all of that into account then we might find something of, of use to develop our bread baskets and our bread vests and shirts and clothing <laughs> that we're going to wear in the bread world of the future. There's okay, that's got to be a thing. The bread jacket. I'm the sorry. Bread. Yes. Bread man. Uh, bread man. Come right. together with your hands. So, so, so to get back on track, literally and, 
and figuratively and objectively. Mm -hmm. There is an increasing emphasis of the morality of human decision-making, the importance of waking up to your moral responsibility of helping everybody to get back on track and turn things back toward the promised land. So we did this justice, righteousness, mm -hmm. how this aligns us with how we naturally think about ourselves and how our lives are progressing, this sense of progressing through time. Christianity then came along and claimed this kairos, this turning point, mm. change agent was found in a particular person. We actually embodied the perfect archetype of the hero. A radical claim perso personalized this whole concept in a dramatic way. We got the Bible. Now, ancient Greece, the Greeks and their axial revolution added vowels to the alphabet. Mm. This helped humanity become more literate. When you add vowels, you increase how easy it is to process information. Wider numbers of people can read. This gives the human brain an enhanced sense that you are in touch with things, with reality. And not only did it give that to the individual, it gave it to that, that to us as groups. And we were able to, through cognitive distributive networks, enhance our cognition into wider and wider networks and figure things out in an ever-increasingly rapid accelerated manner so I, I i i think probably the reason why like vowels help so much is so if you have a an alphabet huh. and a language comprised of definite consonants but assumed vowels it gets very confusing so it's it very confusing yeah like so like there would you know you'd have like um like kk like uh, the letter k you know kk with just consonants slammed together it, it just kk but it could be so it could be cock it could be cook it could be cook yeah which is a c o o k um so like having definite vowels uh, takes out Helps the differentiate the potential yes, different things you could be saying yes yeah. yes instead of just an assumed and we still do this a lot like particularly with english there's the it's more exact but yeah yeah, yeah but it's easier to teach and replicate sure, too yeah yeah more yeah, more you know defined phonetic, roles. especially with the phonetic languages like like uh spanish you know an a is like always aw uh, you yeah. know or an, an e sound is always or eh. the e letter is always a eh. and yeah. i is always e, e. Yeah. unless it has some other unless signifier. it's i i and then it's i don't know it's it's italian yeah <laughs> so fluency a yeah. concept from cognitive science with increased ease of information processing regardless of what information is people tend to regard it as more real and have more trust in it. So font contrast, color contrast, for instance, helps here. Study found, a study found that it's easier to read a piece of text, that the easier it is to read a piece of text is based on how much it contrasts with the background. So a clear contrast, a good typography, for instance. That person, when asked, will judge what they read as being more true than the person who had a tougher time making out the letters that's going to be consistent and that person's always going to find it more true the more the contrast the more legible or the more easy it is to read the, the and so the fluency is very important in our cognitive capacity yeah. so more confidence in it you increase cognitive fluency in a number of ways lots of fluency from your environment and interaction with your environment equals the flow state that's brilliant yeah, and and when he's talking about um, the text, there's that's um, saliency or salience, rather. Yes. You know um, what is real, 
so darker text is more real than lighter text yes but yes it increases our confidence of what of what we're looking at yes so i guess salience is confidence of what you're looking at yes yeah the brain is literally measuring the fluency of its processing to know how true something is yeah wow and the greek vowels certainly made this expanded cognition drastically expand and we were standardizing our capacity for language and okay so they're right to left what is that from i don't know what that note means looking at my own notes and standardize right to left oh uh yeah how we how we read from left to right left right or right to left and Okay, so just standardizing that helps as well. Yeah. Uh, oh, oh. So there, uh, it hasn't been brought up, but I, I, I do remember this. Is so. Oh, there it is. Language the Greeks, is a standard it's on the screen. A standardized tool set. Yeah, Greeks also standardized reading from left to right, which we now right. take for granted. Yes. I just went dyslexic in my notes. Is all that happened. Hebrews read the other way. That's why I wrote that. And Egyptian yes. hieroglyphics could be read a number of directions. Yes. Whoa. So it's like multi. You can take multiple takes from it. Uh, standardization ha- here increased fluency further. And now we have the Greek city states competing with one another. Eventually, this leads, in Athens in particular, to the rise of democracy. Because they're trying to find a a way of competing with each other without warring constantly. And so we're developing increased capacity for rhetoric and interaction with our language. Yeah. So this, among other things, puts a premium on the capacity for argumentation and debate. Greeks speed up the axial revolution of their own cognition by doing this more and more and more. They develop democracy, enhancing the abilities of reason and reflection as well. Greeks invent mathematics, geometry, abstract, simple systems, for their own sake, and then a new cycle technology is created, the capacity for rational argument argumentation. It's not just rational thought, but argumentation. This is a further level of interaction with your environment and with reality, a higher level of co-creative capacity well, would we the call human that, being is now coming into. Would we call that rhetoric? Yes, exactly. Yes. That's rhetoric. Yes. This explicit training of this as a core psychotechnology in ancient Greece, the art of rhetoric, has important consequences because Plato did not like the sophists. The sophists were yeah. very proud for being able to argue both sides of any issue, multiple sides, and making it and, and making their argument win because they were so good at rhetoric. They didn't even care what they were arguing about. Well, and that's why Plato was no like, truth. "Damn these sophists!" No, it, yeah. it's it's the art the art of language and communication with no truth. Yeah, well, yeah. politicians, the media. Uh, the person trying to sell you a bad vacuum cleaner. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, right. For $3,000 or what, what have Big pharma, big whatever. Like when you watch a commercial and it has these nice tones that make you feel a certain way in the background, those nice. people who do that too. Yeah. Um, you know, they don't well, care we've all about been the fooled reality by these of things. it. I know I have. God. No, we'll continue to be fooled by yeah, them. Yeah, the until sophists we, are clever. Well, until you... Until you well, this is my assumption, but until you can learn to use the techniques and the abilities of the sophist, you will always be subject to the sophist. Mm-hmm. 
And just because you know how to use their techniques does not mean you use their techniques. Oh, if you're using them on the side of good for one and all? No, no. Now you're really playing. Screw it. Don't use them. Don't game. use them. Just know how to, to use them, them so you can them. combat them. So Don't you can use combat them. combat them. Yeah, certainly. Well, some aspects of them, learning how to highlight an important point sure, sure. Is, is very yeah. useful. So there's very many arts of rhetoric that can be used that yeah. are just merely facilitatory. But rhetoric is but n- is not just the realm of the sophist. Yes. The sophist hijacked rhetoric. They hijacked it and used yeah. it for their own end, yeah. for certain. Yeah, yeah certainly. They certainly. Didn't, they didn't have the philia portion of the... No, of their love and... Yeah. yeah. Okay. Damn sophists. Important consequences of this capacity, this core psychotechnology being developed of argumentation. Pythagoras and Socrates were pivotal here. Pythagoras belongs to a group called the Divine Men by people of their own time. This seems to represent a rediscovery of shamanic psychotechniques. He seems to have gone through something called the Thunderstone Ceremony. Yes. Uh, Pythagoras that involved yes. isolation and radical transformation. Yes. He talked about the psyche being able to be liberated from the body. He discovers the octave that there yeah. are mathematical proportions to the world, which yeah. gives us ac- access to abstract patterns that we are not otherwise aware of. And he links this to this, these to the, the shamanic ability to engage in self transcendence yeah. that we can learn to fly free from this world we seem to be trapped in. We can actually get a sense of being trans, transcending our worldly, uh, our worldly relation with reality. Well, and we can do this by understanding the patterns of our reality, mm-hmm. and once and you, within ourselves, and that we're actually part of this continuous cosmos. And once you can, once you under assumption yet again once you understand the patterns you Mm -hmm. can step above the patterns and create new Mm. patterns yourself Mm. yeah you know because like you know the pythagorean theorem is a squared what is it a squared plus b squared equals c squared Mm -hmm. yeah that's the very first start of trigonometry and this is and trigonometry we we do this without even knowing it we develop trigonometry we've developed music we develop stories where you are able to express through abstract patterns. Yes. Like well, and, you know, we're masters. Of first it. guy to realize that, like, actually, I can hold my fingers up to something and then I can stack them and they can put another on top of it. Oh, and that actually applies to other things. Mm-hmm. And this number of fingers lines up with that number of stones well, in front of me. Yeah. Imagine this, though. So what if I'd said that plus that plus that plus that plus that plus that, then I can hold this idea of this many fingers in my head. This helps me count. Things like the days between the last time it rained and the next time. And what if that helps me understand how the weather is changing? Well, try this. Put three stones on the bottom. Two stones on top of those three stones and one stone on top. You get a pyramid and you get six stones. Yeah. Bam. Now you have the conception of the shape of six Mm -hmm. split into three one way, but three then another way. Mm. Which is a combination the three the other ways two and one. It's gonna be helpful. Which is another real yes, yes, very much so. So if you want to expand that, it's five on the bottom, three in the middle, two mm-hmm. on top, and one all the way on top. Boom, 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 so boom, if you boom, want boom, to continue boom, it on and continue it on, so now there's we're realizing there's patterns that are set patterns. that are guarantees in the universe, and we just have to discover them. That's big. 
That's big. That's huge. Because now we're no longer stuck with, well, yeah, we're humans with our own responsibilities, but now, oh, well, okay, we're humans. We have our own responsibilities, but then there are things that are hard set in the universe that we can discover, but then we can use and we can figure out how to modify mm. and we can play with them. And we can we reveal can... the beauty yeah. of the world around the us. The cosmos... The continuous cosmos. Yes. So we went from the Greek city-states, democracy, debates, increased cognition, mathematics, to, turned into geometry. Now abstract simple systems are being used for their own sake. The capacity for rational argumentation has developed. Explicit training of the psychotechnology in Greece has major consequences. Pythagoras and Socrates, 600 BCE, the divine men, mm. thunderstone ceremony, cave, Inner reflection, soul flight, outer expansion. Pythagoras discovers the octave in mathematics. Now we have the cosmos, Pythagoras. The term cosmetics revealing the beauty. How beautiful and ordered things are. Using music and art to express the cosmos and to realize the world is radically beautiful. <laughs> radically beautiful. I don't I know. That's that. what I had in my oh, notes. Man. Pythagoras also gave us the word cosmos. Now we're on, on Mark's notes. Mark Mulvey, or, uh I'm sorry, Mark Mulvey. Pythagoras also gave us the word cosmos, which he used to describe the universe. Cosmetics com comes from cosmos. Cosmetics reveal the beauty of things, how beautiful and ordered they are, so we can mm -hmm. transcend and see the universe as a cosmos. Ooh, as a beautiful, ordered, beautiful thing. ordered thing. Mm -hmm. Socrates epitomizes the Greek form of the axial revolution. Plato later combines Socrates and Pythagoras, our modern thinking. The grammar of our thinking is very Socratic and Platonic. And that ends episode three. Hey, we only got through one episode, but this was this was good. Well, we're we're learning a lot of things. We're trying to combine it all together. You, yeah, I want know, this it's... to be sticky. I want it to stay. I want it to stick in my mind and to be able to incorporate and further build upon and draw from and all of that i really do want to understand this because i recognized it when i first started watching this series that okay this is this is quite timely this is ultra relevant this is very useful this is deeply meaningful i want to help bring this into being in the world more that's all i knew it's like okay this is this is something to be supported and to be shared it's a good just as much as a good song or a good album or whatever it's a good purpose to have yeah you know like so like that too uh one of my oh hell yeah i mean we get to take the role of the stewards that we are meant to yeah. be as on this planet that gave us so we have this incredible potential why not utilize and in this case too we're we're taking information and we're being stewards enough to uh, we're stewarding it out into the world yes and 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 into places like i'm trying man i want for to reach more people yeah. it's just beginning to i know that we're just going to push it out to a very small amount of people here maybe initially yeah hopefully, but eventually we're going to get people. so many of you because we're going to all be maybe, on board hopefully <laughs> i think so i think even if it's not us, it doesn't matter. I want this idea out there. Yes. Yeah. And I'm going to help yeah. propagate it regardless yeah. of whatever it turns out. I don't care. I really just know that this is the right thing to do at the right time. And this helps me feel more in congruence with reality, more grounded and more secure, at least in the 
idea that I can be a part, I can be of service in helping maybe create a better world. And if we don't, we don't, but at least I know the orientation, I know the way to aim myself now that is in congruence Mm -hmm. with reality, that feels more in concert with the capacities that we are somehow gifted in this experience. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I'm chaining words together at this point. But we love you guys and thank you for joining us as we delve as deeply as we can into this the series awakening from the mini, from the meaning crisis and uh thank you once again to all of you for joining us thank you to john verveke and all of you out there um we hope you have a very merry thanksgiving and i don't know i'm just doing the the expected black a black a black a blah 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 stuff now uh yes um if you're the kind of person to stick a bunch of food in your face during this period of time, stick a bunch of food in your face. And if you're not, then don't. And if you're sad and lonely and are hiding away from people, go ahead and do that. But you don't you don't need to you do that to forever. Mode. Yeah. Well, you know, you'll, 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 you'll find the people. Find your you'll people. find the others. Find the others. Yes, you'll find the others. There you go. I like that. There we go. That's a good way to close this out, guys. Let's be grateful. Let's mm. be thankful for this great mystery that we all get to share together our capacity to be loving and kind to one another Mm -hmm. and to create bounty with with one another and hopefully we can do so in a way that is symbiotic with our planet and with one another and our environments and blah blah blah, on and on uh but we love you guys and we're so thankful for you for tuning in and joining us on this awakening journey yeah that's it I've been I like DJ. To let the thing talk and just figure itself out. Yeah, sometimes. right. I don't know where it's going to yeah. go, but it, yeah. it does. All right, we got to do the ending. There's an ending eventually here. I've been DJ. I've been Chris. Love you guys. We'll talk to you soon. Peace. Happy holidays, guys. Happy Love holidays. You. Happy Thanksgiving. <laughs>